Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Pirates are Pirate. going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And join us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of today's show. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the share, and be a part of our family. All right, uh, we've got a great show today and a great week of shows. And that week is going to be three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because Thursday and Friday, we will have wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA Tournament noon until after midnight you can hear live games right here on pirate radio the madness is here east carolina is part of the women's madness more on that in a moment got a lot to discuss when it comes to kim mcneil's basketball team coming up on today's show we'll talk about the hoops with double b brian bailey he will join us on the pirate radio live line talk march madness talk pirate baseball and more Darren Vault was on the call this weekend. Did two games Saturday on ESPN Plus, calling East Carolina's victories over Liberty. We'll talk to Darren Vault about his experience here in Greenville, some basketball and more. Then we'll open up the Players Lounge coming up at 4:30. Jacob Jenkins Coward, Pirate Outfielder, will join us at five o'clock. It'll be both Lane Hoover and Josh Moylan. Josh Moylan picking up AAC Player of the Week honors. So. We'll discuss uh, baseball with the player of the week and Hoove coming up at 5 o'clock. All that, plus whatever else is on your mind, is on the table today right here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is here. Hello, friends. Hello, Clip. Hello, Clip. Did I hear this is going to be Jim Nance's last uh, Final Four? Again? oh i hope not because i really enjoy him goodbye friends is more like it i believe jim nance uh, will be calling his last final four this season man uh yes indeed so he will be stepping aside iron eagle will take the reins as the voice of the final four which i think is a great replacement because yeah. he is fantastic yeah i can agree with that i, I don't have an objection and i really enjoy uh, you got some great voices uh of course on tv but uh the radio is uh phenomenal come final four come uh conference excuse me ncaa tournament time uh, and you can hear that thursday friday saturday sunday right here on pirate radio saturday night yes sir late night <laughs> if they were weird last thursday for the nine twenty-five tip off they're going to be even weirder for a Saturday night 10 o'clock tip-off, that's when ECU will face Texas in the NCAA women's first round. And Chandler and I will be here donning the jerseys. Can't wait. And we'll be here with you weirdos as well. 
Saturday night, 10 a freaking clock at the earliest, that game will be tipping off. Yikes. I have, I have breaking news clip. What's that? I will be joining you on the watch along. Shirley oh Rhodes is in. Oh my goodness. Will you be wearing your very tight Farmville jersey? No, because uh, I was told over the weekend that I would be given a jersey from a source. Um, and uh, so I may or may not have a different jersey. Ooh. 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 So we, we will have to wait and see because this person has got to remember to get it to me. Let's see. <laughs> so, let's we'll see. see. Let's see. So either way, I will be donning a jersey. I just don't know which one yet. All right. As Warren Sapp said, put a jersey on. We'll be putting our jerseys on late night, Saturday night, and we want you to join us to try to pull the pirates through i even i put it on twitter uh the night before uh east carolina got the victory the first victory in the aac tournament since 2016 17 um and i said let's make some more memories for our watch logs and i'd be doggone if we did not make more memories between the win over south florida and the men's hoops uh and then of course uh, the AAC Women's Championship game when East Carolina took down Houston. We even had uh, some good moments when East Carolina was in a dogfight with Houston uh, in their last appearance in the mm-hmm. AAC tournament. Yeah, so good we'll, showing. Yeah, so we'll we'll make some more memories coming up Saturday at 10 o'clock for a Pirate Radio Watch Along. Make some memories with us. Chad says he already liked and shared. Happy Monday. Thank you, Chad. That is P1 listener if I've ever heard of one. Dawson says, Clip, my guy. Oh, sorry, I was not prepared for that. My guy. My guy. Hey, my guy. My guy. Ryan says, Clamp. Clamper. <laughs> Clamp. Oh, I don't have that one yet. Oh, I'll just. Shirley. Hey, there you go. Uh, you all right? Go. No, I was. No? I, in my head, I remember you telling me you wanted the clamp down, <clears> and <throat> I just said, oh, shoot, I didn't say oh, that. Oh, I just wanted to clamper. That's all. Clamp down, nation. We need you to stand tall and clamp down. Stand up, clamp down. Coming up Saturday night, 10 o'clock. And make sure that the horns are down. Freaking 10 o'clock. Stand up, horns down, clamp down. Coming up this Saturday. Pirates and Longhorns. We will get to uh, some Kim McNeil, some Sania Johnson at some point in our show today. I also want to talk a lot of... Uh, bracket talk too. Can you hand me a bracket, Chandler, sure please, can. so I can get my hands on one? I've already filled one out, and I have three futures. I have UCLA, and I think their future might be about dead because they have a lot of injuries. I have Gonzaga, which I think is very much alive, and my other and could end up being my most profitable is Texas, and I am going to ride the Texas men to the championship. I have the Texas women losing in the first round, late night Saturday night. Uh, but I do have the Texas men going in my bracket to win it all. And uh, who do you like? Who are your first-round upsets? We can talk about that throughout today's show and these next couple of days. And uh, just a, a fantastic time of the year. Christian says, thoughts on the matchup with Texas and what do you scout uh, see scouting-wise going in? Christian, that is a great question. I have not been in the lab yet. I have not seen a Texas women's game, not just this year, but my entire life. So, right now, you know what I need? I need a line. Do we have any lines? Hmm. 
love a good, I love a good lines. line. Uh, I, I, I do know we'll hear uh, comments coming up. As you said earlier, we'll hear comments from Kim McNeil and Sania Johnson, the AAC MVP of the tournament. Uh, I do know that Kim McNeil said last night um, that – what she does know from Texas is that they're a very good defensive team, which is exactly what we saw in Houston <clears throat> on Thursday night when we defeated them in the AAC championship game. So uh, a little, uh, maybe a, an early outlook or an early look on Texas coming up Saturday. Uh, yeah, Sania uh, saying defense is, is their calling card as well. Could be another sluggish one. Could be another low-scoring Give game. Give me another slugfest. Uh, if you are interested in backing the Pirates in this tournament, East Carolina plus one hundred thousand. So, bet a dollar, win a hundred thousand. Is that how that works? You could make a lot of money. It's like you said on Thursday night after we won. You said there's going to be a bracket, and in that bracket, you can put East Carolina to win because they're in it. Because they're in it. Because they're in it to win it. So if you want to put uh, some money down the pirates are plus 100,000 christian also says do you think we'll be able to keep our whole men's team for basketball next year no christian is coming out firing with the question i don't why just based off history of ecu basketball kaz said hello nice lid sir well thank you sir (laughs) i appreciate that thank you wearing the wood duck stars and stripes today very on a cold monday by the way welcome back winter i think I feel like I might have a cold, or I might just be That's great to know. feeling some winter effects. Yeah, because we have been spoiled for the past week or so uh, with the 70 degrees, even got up to 80 one, one day, um, and now it's back into the 50s, and uh, we're going to have to deal with it for at least the rest of this week, but uh, before you know it, we'll have some warm, warmer weather coming your way. Uh, I took some uh, NyQuil last night, tried sleep to get good? some sleep. I did from about nine something till about one thirty in the morning. Oh! And I woke up, couldn't go back to sleep. I walked outside for a minute. Um, and I'd locked myself out. No, you didn't. And I had, luckily I had my phone on. I had to call my wife to wake me <laughs> up or to uh, open the door. <laughs> so the Nyquil didn't go too well. I need some. Uh, some other sleep aids, One, was it cold out there too it was cold yeah it man. was pretty chilly uh just glad i had my phone or yeah, i guess yeah. i would have been beating on the door and scaring your wife and kid. <laughs> locking yourself outside not how weird was that for your wife to wake up one with you not in the bed and two getting a phone call from you luckily she laughed and did not get angry all right good so that was good all right um Steve says, clamp down, fellers, and fella T. I don't like the way that word looks. F-E-L-L-E-T-E. It's just, I don't I don't like the way that looks. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. All right, uh, so we've got all that news today. Josh Moylan, AAC Player of the Year, the Pirates, 5-0 week. Man, just think back to Tuesday when you're losing to Queens and you're wearing those purple uniforms that some people hate. And everything's going wrong, and you can't hit this guy, this Bagwell dude, who's having the game of his life, and it's his last game ever because his arm's going to fall off. <laughs> this hoss of a man, too. He was a big guy. Big, giant hoss Bagwell. He's probably going to be like a farmer when he gets done playing baseball at Queen. He's up there. He probably already is. He probably has three kids already. 
He's um, Dennis Quaid in that movie, The Rookie, yes. up there throwing. Yes. And is having the game of his life. And you're like, what is wrong with this team? Is Cliff Godwin on the hot seat? Should we bench everybody? Give back the NIL money. No more players lounge. No more Cliff's cab. No nothing. Tear down the stadium. And cancel the program. Cancel the freaking program. And then they just go 5-0 and during the week. Just nonchalantly. And they're a top... I- Top 10 D1 baseball. I want to say that I saw that we had outscored our opponents on the week 40 to 18 or something like that. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of scoring was had over the weekend against Liberty. Liberty was disgusting. Josh Groves even Get said. Get that team off my schedule. J- Josh Groves even said after the Sunday win, said, uh, by the way, great outing by Josh Gross, Pirate Radio athlete. He the said, chicken uh, man. Yeah, chicken, free chicken legs, people. He is the chicken man. He said that, uh, hey, Liberty's a good program. He said even though they didn't show it this weekend. They did not. <laughs> no. He they was were, being they honest. Lots um, of walks, uh, giving up a lot the of The walks are the main thing, man. Yeah. I mean, let's play a clean game out there, boys. Let's yeah. throw some strikes. Let's play I, some baseball. Didn't even, I mean, you didn't even have enough uh, Ks in center field in the jungle to put up. Uh, you were stacking that thing up all weekend, so especially on Sunday. Just disgusting baseball. Not for the Pirates, but from the Flames. If the options are give me liberty or give me death, give me death. I'll take a bullet to the brain because <laughs> I don't want to see that baseball team again until they start throwing some strikes and looking like a D1 baseball team. Pirates took care of business, and Josh Groves is probably right. They are a good team. They'll probably go on and win some games. They were not this weekend. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't want to talk about the weather, but it was a pirate beatdown. And uh, a couple of times on Saturday, and the uh, Pirates got them on Friday as well. We'll talk to the players uh, from a – usually the pitchers have the advantage in those cold games, right? That's what you always hear. But uh, tell that to Josh Moylan, who had a big week. We'll talk uh, Jacob Jenkins-Coward. At one point, Jacob had uh, – in one of the games Saturday – I want to say he was three for three and didn't get a ball out of the infield. So we'll talk about that too when things are just going your way, those infield singles. Uh, he had that going. And good to see Hoove back in the lineup, uh, filling in for Riley Johnson, who made a fantastic catch, took a shot. That was a scary shot. I guess the center field wall came out of the game. Hoove comes in. Hoove walks like eight times and uh, gets a base hit. By the way, Johnny Stats, here's one for you. Johnny Stats. Let me look it up to confirm. Uh, but a stat I read over the weekend, and you know Lane Hoover's had his ups and downs, struggled to start this season. But who leads East Carolina in runs scored in 2023? So beautiful. Uh, runs scored is a stat that I would say is important for baseball, right? How do you win games, Chandler? You score runs. More than the other team, right? Yep. Lane Hoover, 17 runs scored this year, team leader. Baseball is weird. He gets on and he gets around. He's the only Pirate batting below 200, and he has the most runs scored this year. So he is getting on base. He has 10 walks. 
It also helps that he's been hit five times. <laughs> of course. How did he hit the smallest guy? The, small, the smallest guy on the team. I mean, he had that horrific injury, what, his freshman, sophomore year. He just gets hit the majority of the times when he goes to the plate. Give this man a break. He's a cool cat, man. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a cool cat. Theo. Theo. Mike P says, sweet lid clip. Oh, this old thing? <laughs> oh, I that, mean, that thing over there? This thing right here on my head? Oh, I didn't make it. But thank you. You need to be thanking, once again, the fine people of Laos. I tell you what, man. Laos is like pumping out some awesome lids. Laos in the house. Laos is like the capital. Like, I need to move to Laos. The, is that where the all capital, the lids are? Yeah, that's like the lid capital of the world. Thank you, Laos, my Asian friends, for making this sweet American hat. Laos, the city of the lids. City of lids. All right. Um, uh, speaking of this weekend clip, I do want to bring it up. I think the biggest storyline of the weekend is that the best coach and the best hitting coach is not even on the staff. I would say that the best hitting coach sits at a desk, sits behind a computer, and types out on Boneyard Banner and gave some great hitting tips to Alec Makarevich, who had been struggling. Not that bad, but not the Makarevich we have seen in years past. And you had tweeted that out on Saturday. And what does Makarevich do? Four he, for go, four. he goes to the right side of the plate, by the way. Something we haven't seen all year due to injury. He goes to the right side of the plate and hits two home runs. Four for four, two bombs. After the advice from Real Pirate on, on Boneyard Banner. And today... I will ask Jacob Jenkins Cowart, Lane Hoover, Josh Moylan, if they read the message boards for unsolicited hitting advice. And if you guys have any tips, maybe we can pass along to the players because I'm sure they want to know what you and I have to say about them in the batter's box. So, um, Cass said, Laos, Bangladesh, or China. Is that where all the hats are coming from? All right, works for me. Eric says Liberty Biberty, they would get a better game from Liberty Insurance. Liberty, 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 Liberty stinks. Sucks. Dawson said it was a star-studded cast at the selection Sunday at Town Bank Tower. I saw the goats clip, Chan Man, BB, Igo, and the bucket, RJ Felton. <laughs> Thanks, Dawson. That's right, Dawson. Uh yeah, I gave RJ a fist bump. Said, great job this year, man. Enjoyed watching you play. He said, thank you, sir. I was like, man, I'm old. He, he called, said, me, Don't sir. call me, sir. I got this creepy mustache coming up with this kid. Hey, kid. Great season. Yeah, the mustache. Um, <laughs> it's. I need to get it out more. It needs to come out and play. It's a little too Come in. out and play. Yeah. Come on out here and play, mustache. I swear I've had a thicker one in the past. It's very thin right now and very creepy. Well, they say when you shave it, is is, is this the same way with men's hair? But, like, if you if you cut your hair really, really short, at least for women, it when you try to grow it back out, it kind of grows differently. Would that be the same for if you shaved your beard or your mustache and it comes back differently? I mean, it's never been a selic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, that has or a JJC. Never, it's never been a coward or coward as we like to put on our social media graphics. By <laughs> mistake. I think that's an autocorrect. I Jacob, think that was an Jenkins, autocorrect. Coward. Yeah, sorry. Uh hopefully he still shows up. But yeah, um 
it is uh it's looking very dainty right now christian says do you think javon comes back next year yes who do we have coming from the high school ranks next year the kid from down the road goldsboro yes got him got sear malanga malanga big kid coming in any other questions christian that i don't know the answers to that i'm going to pretend i know the answers to you can uh you can ask away chad says that lid good looks good on you oh this thing that That thing over there this right here the thing that's on top of clip's head that thing that old thing well i mean you know i mean come on now i appreciate it all right we'll hear from kim mcneil and sania johnson coming up later on in the show had a chance to talk to them last night sania johnson dude we are big sania johnson fans big fans she's uh i love her interviews too she's like really good behind the mic yeah she did a good job after winning a aac championship and the mvp of that tournament we stand sania johnson we stand i mean you know she's been quietly uh one of the most consistent players on the team and i would say there's been a lot of focus on danae and amaya and rightfully so but sania has been you know right up there with those two and i remember i meant to ask this last night i forgot when amaya was frustrated with the team because i think she had gotten a rebound and i don't know if everybody just broke down the court she didn't have an outlet she didn't have anybody to pass it to and houston surrounded her got a jump ball she was upset and who was right there calming her down sania johnson Johnson, saying we got you relax calm down we're about to be champions cut the net down Go to Greenville. Have a celebration Sunday night. Here's Town Bay Towers. Here's some dancing shoes. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have your time to do the gritty in front of everybody. Uh, you'll be the doing the gritty nation. on national just, TV. Just imagine yeah. it, Mama. relax right just now. Relax. Just imagine it, Mama. In like three days, you're going to be greedy in, on ESPN. That was fun, man. That was an awesome crowd last and night. I, and, and I it, will say, I, I was at home watching the, the broadcast because, one, I wanted to see who our opponent was going to be, but also I wanted to see what it looked like you know, from the other end because usually we're, we're covering these events and sometimes we don't get to see what it actually looks like on television. And um, So I uh, watched the, uh, the live look-in, and it looked fantastic. And uh, and the commentators seemed to enjoy it. And, you know, they were big fans of the gritty, so they, they talked about that. But they also talked about how fired up the, the crowd was. They were ECU chanting. Chant. Yeah, the ECU chant. It looked really good on television. It was uh, a packed house, Kim McNeil. Uh, thanked everybody for coming out. And uh, we'll hear her comments coming up later on. But Igo said, you know, what was uh, – what was more fun? I, I can't remember the way he worded it, but he said, you know, the baseball reveal or this basketball reveal. And I was like, you know, this is cool, man. I think something about a basketball bracket, too. It's different than a regional and all that. Being on the selection show, the team waiting for their name to be called, it was, uh, it was special. And hopefully it becomes less special, meaning right. we keep going. Well, like, let's, let's make this any old thing. It's special for baseball, but baseball has gotten to where it's like – it's expected. It's, it's, it's come yeah. as a yearly tradition uh, for baseball, where they have to look to see either where who they're going to be playing in a regional mm-hmm. that they're going to host, or maybe where they're going to go in a regional. But for basketball, we don't see this much. And I was just thinking uh, the the view uh, on ESPN and even the view that we got uh, on several different cameras uh, for Pirate Radio last night. I'm ready to see some more selection shows for women's basketball and. 
by golly, hopefully for men's basketball because Town Bank Tower is a perfect place to have a selection show. That thing uh, was built for selection shows. I mean, it's, yes, just, it it's beautiful. We didn't know that that's why they were building that thing. That's why they built it. Like It's a, it's a football facility, but by gosh, it's like the headquarters <laughs> for selection shows. Chandler, I mean, <laughs> Chandler, in the last minute, you have dropped... <laughs> You've dropped a by golly and a by gosh on me. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. I don't know what to do over here. I mean, but the the view of I like mean, he is completely discombobulated. I'm just, I'm just in a tizzy right now. I mean, <laughs> the AAC tournament trophy sitting there last night. Oh my, I mean, I oh mean, my they gosh. even, uh, you know, the commentators were like, oh look at that, they've got a, you know, the net. Uh, I think Corey McNeil was the yeah. one that was wearing the net around his neck, and Corey they said, McNeil. you know, uh, you know, they brought that up and. Uh, so it's just one of the coolest things you ever get to see. And I, you know, Clip, you and I, I think you were here. Did you cover the last time we had a selection Sunday? I feel like I was around. I wasn't like a full-time dude. I can't remember if you were there or not. I was like the Chandler before he got hired here, just kind of hanging around doing stuff. I had, I had a chance to attend that one when Sharon Baldwin Tenner and, uh, Jasmine Young and LaCoya Terry on that team mm-hmm. when they made that magical run and uh, went to the NCAA tournament. And uh, that was a lot of fun, too. But that was in the Murphy Center. And it was packed then. And I just think that, you know, basketball is just such a different uh, when it comes to, like, the Selection Sunday and the way they do it. I just think it's such a different entity. And you're right. It doesn't happen to us very often. So when it does, by golly. We're going to celebrate. By George, we're going to celebrate. By George the second. And we did last night. A lot of fun. Winning is fun. Just uh, fun to be around the smiling faces. And uh, we're excited. Got a nice lead up. We'll hear more from Kim McNeil coming up Tuesday morning. So we'll have that for you uh, on our social media sites and have that video audio for you on our show coming up on Tuesday afternoon. All right. Let's take a bye darn break. When we return, Double B, Brian Bailey, will join us. We'll talk brackets, we'll talk pirates, and a whole lot more. It's on the way. Huge edition of Pirate Radio Live. Darren Vault joining us at 4 o'clock. We'll open up the Delcor Players Lounge at 4.30 with JC. And then Hoove and Moylan after that. Five more to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local. And print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Uh, can you give me BB? Brian Bailey coming up on the show. Darren Vault called the action from Clark LeClaire Stadium this weekend on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, along with uh, Spencer Brickhouse, game one on Saturday, and uh, reached out to Brickhouse. Going to try to get him on the show as well at some point. But uh, we'll talk to Darren Vault and uh, talk some baseball, some hoops, and more coming up in about 30 minutes. Jacob Jenkins Coward joins us an hour from now to recap the 5-0 and week and look at another five-game week coming up. This will be the last five-game week of the season 
for the Pirates. They'll play four the remainder of the way. Lane Hoover, Josh Moylan coming up on the show as well. Right now, we head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to uh, Brian Bailey. He joins us here on the show. BB, how you doing? Not too bad. A little busy on a Monday, but not too bad. A lot going on, uh, especially when the Pirates are part of the madness, uh, the women's madness, as East Carolina going to the NCAA tournament to face Texas. Just saw them in a super regional here in Greenville. Now the Pirates will make the return trip to Austin and play on the basketball court. And Bailey, you were out there last night uh, talking to Kim McNeil, Sania Johnson, seeing all the Pirate fans that attended and like I said a moment ago, winning is fun. That smiling, it was just uh, it was great to be there and uh, be around the team. They were super excited to see their name called. Yeah, it was really just a great atmosphere. And, and you know, all the talk going in, and you never know how these things play out. But usually, you know, you hear a little bit about what, what you know could happen, should happen. And we all thought that the Pirates were going to head to either Chapel Hill or Durham. Carolina slid a little bit. So it looked like it was going to be, you know, Durham because Duke was still out there too whenever the, the Pirates were called. But uh, that wasn't the case. So uh, East Carolina goes to Austin, Texas. Hey, it was interesting. The players were had their phones out reacting to every matchup just about waiting for their name to be called while Kim McNeil sat more stoic. But some of her reactions were, oh, okay. that's it. Like, it, She was caught off guard. Sometimes I wonder – if these coaches, if anybody gets a heads up, it, it looked pretty genuine that she didn't know where they were headed last night. Yeah, I, I think she was, you know, she told me that, that she was thinking along the same lines, that they, she really thought, especially how, as the bracket started, you know, being unveiled, it looked like it was going to be East Carolina at Duke, and I think that's where they thought, you know, and one of the thinkings was that, you know, trying to keep, you know, costs down and that kind of thing and uh, for the NCAA, but uh it didn't turn out that way. So East Carolina heads to Austin. It'll be an interesting trip. You got your boots and uh, chaps and everything. You ready to go, Bailey? Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on it as as we speak, and we hope to get to go uh, to cover because obviously they deserve it. I mean, you know, there's a team that the story is just so fascinating. Really, I mean, how many times do you know of a team that was picked dead last, not by the media? It was picked dead last by the coaches in their own conference. They were picked dead last. And, you know, they had a great regular season, had a great run in the tournament. Uh, and that Houston game, I mean, they played triple overtime in Greenville with Houston. Then they go in the conference championship game, and that game could have gone either way. But but maybe the team that wanted it more got it because uh, East Carolina made a huge play late in that game, the championship game, with uh, Amaya Joyner coming down the court and getting a basket on a layup and a foul and a free throw. And it was just, it was just a magical game, and so they deserve everything they get. And the only thing I hate, I think it's going to be a long Saturday for those My goodness. having to wait. I mean, that's, you know, because it'll be central time, so you, you know, get your body adjusted an hour. You still try to adjust from daylight savings, so I don't know what time it's going to be, but it's going to be a, a 10 o'clock Eastern start, and I think that's going to – at least there's basketball on all day, so everybody can kind of chill out and watch that. But still, that's a long, long day of waiting to get a chance to play. The last game of the first round of the tournament uh, will be East Carolina and Texas, and I saw Igo put out uh, earlier, looks like it's going to be ESPN, Bailey, kind of their, you know, their prime time, here's your one game uh, on the, the mothership. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing, and that's, yeah. that's really great for, you know, for the ladies, get a chance to play, you know, on, on the, the big boy ESPN, so 
That'd be that'd be a great. The whole experience will be great, you know. And obviously, they're going to go there, and, and they'll be a big underdog. Not only are you playing a very good Texas team from the Big Twelve, but you're playing them on their home floor. And so, you know, that'll be a difficult assignment. But you know, stranger things have happened. This is a team. Uh, just looking back, Bailey won eleven games last year, eight the previous year, nine the year before that, and. Coaches know what they have at practice in the locker room, down the pipe when it comes to recruiting. So they say, uh, we're building it right here. We got the culture. We got this thing on the the path we want. But we, uh, on the outside, need to see the results on the court. You need to see those wins to believe that talk. And Mike Houston certainly done it. Cliff Godwin, uh, you know, they were in a decent spot when he got here. He's taking it to a whole nother level. Uh, so we believe uh, everything that he says because we see it uh, year after year. But with Kim McNeil, we kind of, okay, you've been around here a little while. We need to see it to believe it. Uh, she delivered this year. And I think I've talked about this with you. I've talked about it with some other people that even before all this happened, even before the conference championship, it felt like, all right, there, there is something here. And this is not a flash in the pan season. They're going to be a factor every year. Now with this, uh, we're starting to get a little greedy probably. Hey, let's do this every year. But you really feel like Kim McNeil's building something and has built something now that we see these results. Yeah, and we've talked about it for years in basketball. You know, it only takes, you know, and we say only, but but you, you get one or two really, really good players yeah. built around them. And in Amaya Joyner, I mean, the trick now is, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a challenge, but it will be. you got to keep people away from her. I mean, you got to be able to, to keep her – and those bigger schools, you know, with bigger NIL deals, you know, that's going to be a, a real challenge for East Carolina. But I think they got to get through this, you know, go through the tournament first and go from there. But I think that's down the pike. I mean, you know, like Coach Houston said you know, back in December, we're having to recruit our players, recruit, you know, for all, out of the portal, having to recruit the high school kids. I mean, it's just a different day and age right now. Well, we'll be here Saturday night, late night, uh, on a watch-along. And uh, so, Bailey, if you don't go to Texas and Melissa kicks you out on Saturday night, you can come hang out with us, I guess. Well, one of those two could certainly happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> it could be both. You could get kicked out and go to Texas. <laughs> a great time of the year and, and you said it earlier off the air that uh melissa enjoys these tournament games and i'm lucky enough to have a wife that knows my schedule is clear on uh this thursday to just watch basketball it is uh it's right up there man i'd I, I say it that maybe that first weekend where you got week two of college football and week one of the NFL, that's a an all-time Saturday, Sunday. But it don't get much better, if any better, than this Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, they, they are, there's a lot of fun. Just all the games going on at the same time. We joked about it today that it's the time of year we all try to figure out what channel True TV is <laughs> because we got because there are some games on True TV, TBS, TNT. Uh, CBS, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's just part of of, of you know, the fabric of of sports and the fabric of our nation that they everybody loves it. The brackets, you know, people in offices all over the country fill out brackets, and and usually it's the people that don't know anything about basketball that do the best because you know this tournament that that's why CBS pays the billions to to get it because this tournament is so topsy turvy. We're sitting here right now and. You know, and that's why we do the second chance with the Sweet 16 next Monday. Second chance with the Sweet 16. Bailey, I'm going to run down some teams here in the American and the ACC. You tell me how far you got them going. Do you have your bracket in front of you? If not, I can 
read off some teams if I need to. How far? I've got my bracket. No, I have my bracket with me. I think it's in the truck. How far? Let's see. How far you got Houston going? Number one seed in the Midwest. I got them going pretty far, but I don't have them. I don't have them winning at all. I think I put them in the elite eight. I got now, Texas going to the final four from the Midwest. I think you do as well, right? I think so. Yes. I so you got Texas knocking off Houston in the elite eight. Yes. All right, Memphis, man, I, can they get by FAU? I watched FAU one time this year. They only lost three games. They were like 32-3 and three or something. I watched them the other night. They put it on UAB. I was watching that while I was uh, PA in the baseball game the other night. They were a really good team. Uh, Memphis, uh, well, I'll tell you what I've got them doing. What do you got Memphis doing? They're on the uh, opposite there with uh, Purdue potentially in round two. I think I I think I I had Florida Atlantic to beat them. Okay, mistaken. I, I toyed with that one too because I I also and Florida Atlantic's coming to the American. Yeah, I mean that's that's a plus for for the American in hoops. I mean they're really really good. They got some players. They were fun to watch. I love that. Might be my favorite first round matchup. Uh, Memphis Florida Atlantic. I got Memphis. Uh, I got the winner of that game beating Purdue. I'm probably going a little too far. I feel like a lot of people are going to have Purdue out early. Um, but I've got Purdue out, and I've got Duke advancing from the east. I know uh, some folks on your show earlier, Garrett and uh, Ken, like Duke today. You you weren't it, feeling it, it seemed like. No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I think I think Duke had a great run in the ACC tournament. I think they still have some issues that that, that you know that they'll get resolved. I think John Shire's done a great job. That they have, they've had a you know a wonderful season. But I don't have them going. I think I got them in the Sweet Sixteen. You got Marquette in the East, Bailey. Yes, I've got Marquette going all the way to the. I think I've got them going to the Final Four and losing to. They're on the same side. Bama, Arizona. Bama, yeah. Yeah. Alabama. I got Marquette going. All right. Uh, other ACC team. Well, how far you got State going? You got them getting uh, by Creighton. I thought Clemson got in over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably should have gotten in over State. I do, hey, it's a good thing they don't play Clemson in the first round. I guess. I haven't beaten Creighton just because of um, my love for watching Jaquavion play. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, and, and, you know, Larry Wilford said it today on my show, that you know, the Marble Central coach, that, you know, guard play is, is usually what dominates the tournament, and they've got two of the best out there. They, they have two very good guards in uh, Jaquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner. So uh, I like state's chances, but it depends on which state team shows up. They're They're like Jekyll and Hyde. I know. I can't trust them. I got them bowing out to Creighton. But they are a team, Bailey, you could easily see. You guys talked about it on the Brian Bailey show earlier. They they could make a run. They could beat anybody, lose to anybody. I could definitely see them if they beat Creighton, beating Baylor, and then, you know, having a classic with Arizona potentially down the line. Exactly. All right. um, How about Miami? Best team in the regular season, at least – you know, record-wise, and bowed out in the tournament to Red Hot Duke. They're in that tough uh, 12-5 game against Drake. I've got them getting by that and getting by Indiana. How far do you got Jim Laranaga's team going? I believe I've got them the same way. I think I've got them in the Sweet 16 line before they, they get bounced, I believe. All right, and how about your Wahoos? Jaden Gardner, it'll be uh, some disagree. Some say when you leave ECU, you're dead to me. That's fine if you feel that way. I'll be rooting for Jaden Gardner and Tristan Newton. Uh, what do you think about Virginia this year? I'm the same way. I mean, I think in this world we live in now with people transferring out, looking for the best deal they can get, and that kind of thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know how we – 
you know, because Jaden gave three hard years of his life to this university playing basketball, and and those teams weren't very good, and Jaden was the bright spot in those teams, and you know, I think that I just really, I really have a lot of respect for Jaden and what he did. At Virginia. I had no idea he'd be as good as because last year for Virginia they weren't very good, and Jaden was probably the, the one bright spot. I mean, they threw up so many bricks that he was, he got so many offensive rebounds and. And stuck the ball back in the basket to get you know hoops. This year, uh, the whole team is a whole lot better. I've got them going to the Sweet 16 as well. But that they they're going to have two tough games because if they get past Furman, then they may have to play uh, Charleston. I've got Charleston with the upset in that game, and they're really good too. Yeah, those uh, I could easily see a Charleston Furman second round matchup, Battle of South Carolina. Wouldn't that be interesting? But yeah, uh, could be a couple of upsets there. All right, who you got uh, cutting down the nets at the end of it, Bailey? Well, I, I stuck with Alabama. I, I watched them play over the weekend. And yeah, it looked really, really good. But you know, they they could also the problem with with picking a bracket is if you. If you go off the beaten, then there might be a three or a four seed that, that wins the whole. You know, like people are saying, Duke could win the whole thing. But if you go that far off the bracket, those are the teams that could get beat very, very early. Usually, your ones, unless you're Virginia that year, you don't lose the one sixteen. You know, that's only one loss in history. The two fifteens rarely happen, but it has happened. But the more you go down to three, four, five, and and, and every year it seems like we we get some you know a team or two that. That CBS adopts as their baby, and they ride all the way to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. And that, again, that's why CBS pays the billions. Going to be awesome. Uh, you got the first four beginning Tuesday night, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then round one of the tournament coming up Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday as well. You can hear the action right here on Pirate Radio. A lot of those games on CBS, also TNT, TBS, and True TV. BB, great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier. Talk tournament. Also talked to Larry Williford, who cut down the nets this weekend with his Farmville Central team. And you mentioned uh, Baby T, uh, Terquavion Smith, part of that uh, that celebration and that win on Saturday. Yeah, that was that was fun to hear. That uh, you know the stories that Coach Williford told about Terquavion. The best one was the the North Pitt game when he said that Terquavion was coming home for Christmas and he thought he played at home and they were playing on the road and he got there just in time to get on the bus to go with them. And I think that that tells you a lot about that young man and how much respect he has for Coach Williford and for the Farmville Central program. But you know, you know, Larry said he's got the best job of, of anybody in the country. Maybe he does. I mean, there's such a you know, kids grow up four and five, six, seven years old, want to be a Jaguar, want to play basketball, and they they work hard at it. They're going to be good again next year. Yeah, it's really cool uh, the thing he's got rolling there in Farmville. Bailey, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy the madness. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. Baby, Brian Bailey joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll get ready to wrap up hour number one. More to go on PRL after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home. Or you can save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday, Players Lounge Monday. Guys had to shift around their schedules a little bit, for sure, in terms of. If any. And will join us on the show. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward coming up hour two. Josh Moylan, Lane Hoover, hour number three of today's show. Uh, got some football news. Steven Igo tweeting out that we have a new um, pirate commit, Desirio Riles. I uh, said, check my Instagram for a special post coming at 3 o'clock. He originally committed to Indiana. He has flipped to East Carolina. He has a tight end. So um, not a true pirate. Or is it it's okay when we get transfers in? We we like them. They transfer out. I'm confused. Is he a true pirate if he committed somewhere and then came here? I need the true pirate police. He wasn't a true pirate, and then he found himself. And For now, he is a true pirate? Yes. But uh, he can come in, play one year, and say, you know what? I want to enter that transfer portal ooh. one more time. And then guess what, buddy? Guess what? You're not a true pirate. Not a true pirate. But for right now, he's a true pirate. True pirate pa- uh, status pending. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, good. Got another. Uh, we need we need tight ends with Ryan Jones and Aaron Jarman leaving. Yeah. Uh, Mike Houston, day one, had to restock some position groups. Tight end. It wasn't even restocking. It was kind of creating one from scratch. And, man, was able to do that. And Ryan Jones was a great find. Yeah. Uh, we've got a good one right now returning. Calhoun. In fact, maybe if you look at the pass catchers on this team, the guy you feel most confident about right now is Shane Calhoun. And uh, he is back for another year. So I think he could have a, a big season. Yes, yeah, especially with Ryan Jones leaving. And then, I mean, I think you want to get somebody in there to compliment him, which, I mean, Ryan Jones was a great compliment to – uh, Shane Calhoun, we were able to, you know, contribute the ball to both of those guys. So maybe this guy coming in, who is a true pirate, can come in and maybe split some uh, pr- productivity with Shane Calhoun. I, and I think Shane Calhoun will be uh, maybe a top target this year for Mason Garcia. Another guy in that room, though, is just completely savage. Uh, yeah, and his name is Tyler. Tyler Savage. Tyler is such a savage. We are recruiting guys with Savage in their name quite a bit. We're actually recruiting guys with awesome names. Yeah, that Pe- is true. Period. We've got an, an all-name team going. Marlon Gunn, Nemo Squire. Uh, Who was the dude? And the unfortunately, the tweet got deleted. I don't know, but there was a guy that was uh, visiting an offer. Remember? And he had like a name like Flash or yeah. Speedy or yeah. I think it, I think it, I think it was Flash. <laughs> Was it Flash? I think it was Flash. It was something to do with speed. Wheels McGee. <laughs> I don't remember his name. But, yeah, we are bringing in the all-name team. Let's, Pop McKay, who I don't yeah, know. Yeah, another great name. Pop McKay. Still on the roster. So, uh, we got we got the names. Do we got the game? Uh, we shall see. 
2023. I'm doing a lot of rhyming. Hey. All right, let's take a break because we got to get Darren Vault on the line. He called some ECU baseball action. Got to hold the uh, trophy, too. That he did. I uh, got to chat with Kim McNeil, hold the AAC Women's Basketball Tournament Championship, which was bright and shiny last night, front and center at Town Bank Tower for the celebration. It was uh, really cool to see. All right, we'll talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor-to-Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. we got the Delcor Players Lounge opening up in about 30 minutes. Jacob Jenkins Coward will join us. We'll talk to Lane Hoover and Josh Moylan coming up in hour three of today's show we were uh, facetiously tongue-in-cheek debating on whether or not Desirio miles who committed to indiana now has flipped to ecu uh we're, we're asking about his true pirate status is he a true pirate uh mike p on facebook said he's a born-again pirate it's a good way to put it uh joe says he wasn't a true pirate became a true pirate then if he transfers next year he was never a true pirate Mike P says, in that case, he would be a dead again pirate. So we're still, we're some people take the uh, true pirate status seriously. We're just trying to help you folks out on whether or not this kid is a true pirate. He will be a uh, true tight end on the roster in future seasons and um, a position right now that needs to be restocked. All right, we'll talk uh, some baseball and some hoops now. As joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line for the first time is Darren Vault uh, joining us on the program. He was on the call Saturday on ESPN Plus as East Carolina knocked off Liberty. Darren, welcome to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm great, Clip. Appreciate you having me. Um, good to to sort of make a, a debut of sorts, right? I don't think we've ever done this before. I've been. Um, I know David Glenn, who I used to produce for for a long time frequented pirate radio and has even been in studio recently with you guys but, uh first timer here happy to be happy to be doing it we've certainly heard your name a lot on pirate radio over the years and we have not talked to david glenn in a while and that will change tomorrow got dg scheduled for tomorrow's show to break down the brackets talk acc topics so uh, an old reunion we got to get hayes permar and uh, the whole group here i guess this week <laughs> yeah we'll get the band back together all, all on pirate radio with some right yeah no doubt so darren uh great to have you in greenville this weekend i I thought about this man you want to talk about a tough assignment and you were with spencer brickhouse game one former pirate great which was really cool but i believe uh did you go solo game two darren and i was thinking about game two of a doubleheader solo play-by-play kind of cold rainy and a team can't find the strike zone that's that's a tough assignment for you there 
Yeah, it uh, it dragged much like I know it did, even for for the the fans of the Pirates who were well on their way to winning that game very early on. But I mean, think about this: East Carolina had thirteen runs and not a single extra base hit. <laughs> I mean, as you can imagine, as a play by play broadcaster, that's one of the more exciting points in a game is an extra base hit. Something makes its way to the gap. A guy's trying to stretch it to a a double or a triple or, you know, a home run, obviously, is fun to call. We had a few of those in, in game one of the doubleheader. But, yeah, I was solo. Not something I'd never done before, uh, but I think I can comfortably say that I had never done it for a game in which a team played as poorly as Liberty. And it just it just dragged, man. I mean, you said it. They couldn't find the strike zone. Just walk after walk after walk. What was it? One shy of... Uh, of the ECU program record, <laughs> something along those lines. We, we were following a couple of those because single-game strikeouts for the Pirate pitching staff was another one that we were keeping tabs on. That ended up 19, I think, in favor of ECU, maybe one off of a, a program record there. Uh, just an interesting game. And I think for the Pirates, they had already gotten the series wrapped up. It was just a little harder to invest. I mean, you know, it's human nature. It is a little harder to invest, especially by the time they got up big, and it was not in doubt that they were going to finish out the sweep. I think at some point everybody just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, I, I was just groaning throw strikes at one point. And, uh, Pir- hey, good for the Pirates. They're able to get the sweep. They're able to get a 5-0 and week and uh, move up into the top 10 in the D1 baseball polls that came out today. And, Darren, you're familiar with ECU, I'm sure, but calling uh, the play-by-play as you did this weekend, I don't know, any individuals? I'm sure Josh Gross and those numbers were eye-popping, but uh, who are the individuals that stood out to you calling the action? Yeah, uh, Groves, obviously, by the numbers, was good. And, and I just want to back up a, t- a touch and, and say this is a Liberty team that came into this weekend having a very good year. Yeah. Like They beat Duke earlier in a midweek, who is not nearly the Duke that it was a season ago. They're much improved. Um, well, we saw that firsthand, Darren, uh, in Durham a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, right? So you guys know all about uh, how the Blue Devils are this year. And, and it's a Liberty team that beat that Duke team, favored to win the A-Sun. Um, it, it's just, it was an odd weekend, so uncharacteristic to see the the lack of plate discipline and things like that. But with that being said, I was really impressed by Josh Groves. I got my first in-person look at him last year speaking of Duke, when ECU played the Blue Devils at Durham Bulls Athletic Park, and he was sort of eye-popping then. Um, man, he's got he's he's got good stuff. I don't think that was just a, uh, I mean, obviously, given his, his performance last, the weekend before, I don't think it was just an indicator of Liberty being checked out at the plate. Like, they were trying to hit, and they have, have proven hitters on their team it's it's still a good set of batters in the lineup that grows was was retiring left and right so um he he impressed me a lot man you got to give it to riley johnson uh making that catch up against the wall and somehow being okay to re-enter it was late it was sort of garbage time in game two of the doubleheader but getting back into a game um he and, and lane hoover it was good to see him back in the mix albeit because of the the johnson injury they i'd love those guys i love to watch them play because they're just spark plugs 
right? And then uh, Makarevich with the two-home run game. Um, yeah, Luke Nowak, uh, even in that game, too, he didn't have to really do much. He put up an incredible line of five plate appearances, five walks. He was 0 for 0 on the day, and he reached every time he was up. Um, there were a lot of good performances. It, it, was, um, it, was, it was a good taste of this ECU team, my, my first in-person look at them this year. Darren Vaught joining us also got to hold the uh, AAC Women's Basketball Tournament trophy. I uh, saw as uh, Kim McNeil hung out for a moment, so uh, you got a, a brush uh, with the, some greatness there, a championship, and that's uh, hard to come by here at ECU. Any success on the basketball court, Darren? So uh, that, that had to be pretty cool for you. Yeah, and and I had never met Kim McNeil. I think I had interviewed her maybe once or twice on the radio. But very impersonal. I mean, you know how this goes. Sometimes you connect with a person and you keep in touch afterwards. Sometimes it's just sort of a part of the job and you move on. Um, but she was so pleasant, uh, a lot of fun, very upbeat. Obviously, she came into the booth, was kind enough to, to spend some time with us, and had the net around her neck. They brought the trophy with her. Uh, I, I'm so impressed by that story, being picked to finish last and uh, getting the first first bid to the the NCAA tournament for for that program since what oh seven I believe it yeah. was and um, she she impresses me a lot even even still if you, if you were to catch her in a more sort of more cerebral more more serious moment than we had her in the booth um, I like both sides of of Coach Kim right she can she can be lighthearted and be goofy as she was on Saturday and she can also be very thoughtful and and there was a piece of that in some of her answers that she gave in the the quick few minutes that she had with us so no for sure I'm rooting for them I know for for Pirate Nation it's a little bit of of cross sport revenge that they're trying to achieve in Austin the payback for for baseball but um, I'll be rooting for the Lady Pirates that's for sure Talking to Darren Vault on the call this weekend for East Carolina's sweep over Liberty on ESPN Plus. And uh, Darren, you wear many hats. Uh, let us know what all you're up to these days. What uh, what 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 is your job description? It's a laundry list, I would assume. Yeah, so I freelance full time. So obviously, you'll see me on games on ESPN Plus as you did uh, over the weekend. I do a lot of ACC baseball this time of year. So, for instance, this weekend I'll be at Clemson doing a, an ACC Network Extra baseball series. They welcome Duke there. Um, I work with USA Baseball pretty pretty heavily over the summers, so I've gotten familiar with Cliff Godwin and some of the other Pirates baseball guys who have been through that system over the past several years. Looking forward to another year with the collegiate national team there. Um, yeah, it kind of bounced around. I know people in Greenville, people in the, the production truck were joking with me about hosting lottery drawings for the north carolina education <laughs> lottery i do that a few times a week too so uh if you know play-by-play type of people who freelance full-time you know that it's it's a sort of a big mix of things that you gotta you gotta piece it together and i'm really really thankful that, that it all adds up to make a living right i don't have to go get a real job using my air quotes it's uh it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Good stuff. Darren Vault joining us. And Darren, some news for our listeners and uh, and for us as well, just coming out a few seconds ago. Uh, ECU and North Carolina, remember they played 
one here in Greenville, one in Chapel Hill, didn't get the third game in. Well, that game has been scheduled. It will be played on May the 3rd. So they're going to make that game up on May the 3rd. Let me uh, check the calendar here and tell you that that is a Wednesday. And that will be a 5 o'clock. Let's see. Well, the we okay, we've got a couple of schedule changes. Yeah, that game will be at five o'clock, May the third, East Carolina and North Carolina. Uh, the game a couple of days from now against William and Mary has been moved to five o'clock. It will start at five rather than six o'clock. So, a couple of uh, news items there. Good to see. We were kind of wondering, Darren, would they be able to find a spot in the schedule to play that third game against North Carolina? Looks like the teams have found a date there in May to play. So that's good news. Yeah, no, I'm 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 glad for that. Uh, I, I host you guys may or may not know ACC baseball, etc. A, a podcast and and show that we put up on YouTube with Danny Graves of ACC oh, yeah. work, and we talk ACC baseball every week. And when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, non-conference games that we look forward to every year, the first one out of my mouth was UNC ECU. I think they had just played the two and had the, the, the third one postponed. So, um, again, obviously you guys look forward to it. I look forward to it as a spectator. I've been lucky enough to cover it a number of times. So, uh, no, I'm glad they're getting that third game in. And that'll be a cool start to to May. I mean, you don't see many non-conference games the beginning of May yeah. of that magnitude. You know, I, I would assume if they keep – Things going the way that they're going, ECU is going to be a top 10-ish program. North Carolina will be a top 20-ish or 15 program. So that's a that's a pretty big non-conference matchup late in the year, just a couple of weeks away from conference tournaments for both, I believe. That's a great point and one that the uh, committee will certainly have eyeballs on that late in the year uh, as they will meet coming up in May, East Carolina and North Carolina. And once again, the game coming up Wednesday here at home. Uh, will be played uh, at 5 o'clock rather than 6. East Carolina on the road Tuesday at UNCW. Talking to Darren Vaught here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Darren, uh, let's uh, let's talk about some ACC hoops while we got you here. And uh, how about the tournament champion, Duke Blue Devils, getting hot at the right time, playing their best basketball, all those cliches uh, that you throw out uh, at this time of year. And they are on that five line, Darren. Did you think they'd get a higher seed? Is that what you thought? Uh, they got a matchup with Oral Roberts coming up. Yeah, five seems about right, doesn't it? I mean, look, they, this is a Duke team that didn't get off to the best of starts. It's a conference that's down. I was pleased to to find out that I only had five ACC teams to worry about when filling out my bracket because, to be truthful, I have a little bit of a, whether it's intentional or not, ACC bias, and it usually sabotages my bracket. So uh, the fewer teams that are involved in that, who knows? Maybe I'll have the best bracket of my life coming up but um yeah five seems about right it's dangerous though man oral roberts if you guys remember last year went on a run i think they made the sweet 16 but they've got one of the best scorers in the country especially for a mid-major his name's max Asmus. um i it's an experienced oral roberts team they've done a lot of winning over the past few years and with duke we kind of know normally it's it's a little hit or miss with postseason performance again they are sort of hitting their stride at the right time but they lack in experience what what oral roberts has a, a lot of and with a guy like ace it's guard play it's 
reliable scoring, like 25 points a game, the, the type of player that can really, really impact a tournament game, um, man, it's, it's tricky. I'm going to have a hard time picking against Oral Roberts in hmm. the first round, to be honest with you. It's just uh, it, it, it makes for a, a wild, wild set of, of choices when I, when I fill up my bracket here, here shortly today, probably. Uh, Darren, how about NC State? They got Creighton, and you want to talk about just, uh, I don't know, kind of Jekyll and Hyde. What do you do with the Wolfpack? They can certainly beat Creighton. They could go out and lay an egg as well. So uh, you're going to have to figure that one out and then what to do beyond that. But how far do you think Kevin Keats' team can go? Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't. I'm not much of a believer in terms of a long run in really any ACC team. Well, I'll take that back. I think Miami – given the right circumstances, could make it to, say, the Final Four. Mm. Um, I don't know that it would surprise me if Duke did that. I just won't pick it. Um, I, I think, you know, NC State, it's reasonable to, to think that they could get to the second weekend and, and win a couple of games at the, the very least. They've been a pretty good team when they've been good this year. You mentioned their Jekyll and Hyde nature. It's They're kind of a nightmare for for people selecting these games as far as a bracket is concerned. Um, I don't quite know what to make of them, and that's that's what's going to make it tricky. And then again, I've got that, that, that subconscious telling me, ooh, they're the ACC team. They're the one you're more familiar with. You know, like they could win, right? So uh, I, who knows? Uh, I might, I've got a little Jekyll and Hyde of my own going on in my subconscious. It <laughs> might force me to put them into like the Sweet 16. Darren Vault joining us. Darren, I'm going to jump into this with uh, DG tomorrow, but I'll I'll ask you. You know, some people uh, have hobbies. Or some people like TV shows, music, movies for entertainment. My entertainment is going to opposing teams' message boards and reading those. And I went over to Inside Carolina yesterday. They're ready to fire Hubert Davis. I went over to Pack Pride yesterday, and like the majority of people are ready to get rid of Kevin Keats, uh, even though their name was just called, and they are going to the NCAA tournament. I was, um, I don't know, a little surprised by that, and you cannot judge everything by what you see on a message board, obviously, but was uh, a little surprised to see the amount of people that wouldn't uh, be upset if Kevin Keats took the Georgetown job, uh, Darren. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of the same trip, and um, I will say this. I think we're in an odd period. We're, we're sort of coming up on the tail end of it because we've got student-athletes that are in the system who don't have that extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So, you know, maybe we'll, we'll be out of this, this weird window sooner than later, but it applies to coaches too. Remember, 2020, that was a really, really good year for NC State under Kevin Keith, and they for sure were going to make the NCAA tournament and maybe had their best team with him as the head coach. Again, it's not to make an excuse, but when you don't have an NCAA tournament to take your best team you've had to, it sort of upsets the the resume that you build early on in a tenure with a, a college program. So I think because, because there is that lack of a postseason that year, it's sort of a season that gets erased from Wolfpack fans' minds in a way. Um, I, I'm 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 with you. They 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 made it. They made it this year. <laughs> They're going dancing again. I, I it's hard to have a problem with that for from my perspective. 
Um, but I'm, I'm a little surprised to see Keats is, is I, and I don't know how serious administration is, is right. doing his, his job and being in question, that sort of thing. But it's a hot seat of sorts when a, enough of a fan base gets behind it. I mean, you can be gone in a hurry just on that alone if you're not winning as much as possible. Um, for Hubert, I think he bought himself some time at Carolina, right? That first season was so good. And it's sort of what has plagued this team in a lot of ways, in my mind. They beat those, they, they won those two games against a Duke. And not to say that that was their Super Bowl. I, I hate lines like that. But everything else was just gravy, right? Didn't you guys get the sense when they made the championship game last year? It was like, they don't need to win this. They're already one of the most beloved North Carolina basketball teams in that program's history. So they came into this year, and it's like, yeah, we could go win the whole thing, but like, we don't really need to do much else. So I think that run, as good as it was, as much as North Carolina fans love it and will remember it forever, I think it's put them in a little bit of a corner in this scenario in ways that – you know, my understanding, Caleb Love's got uh, another year of eligibility. He could come back, right? I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, a pro op- option for him at this point, unless it's well overseas, somewhere obscure. Um, but then again, if you're a North Carolina fan, do, do you want him right. back necessarily, yeah. or do you just want to kind of move on from from this team because they've they've already given you as much as they can? Darren Vault joining us, talking hoops, talking baseball, and Darren really uh, enjoyed the chat today, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again down the road, man, but for people uh, that want to hear uh, more of what you got going on, tell us about the show with uh, with Danny Graves again, and also uh, anything else you got going on, what you got coming up? Yeah, a lot of ACC baseball in particular. Hopefully, I'll be back in Greenville soon. I am based in North Carolina, so it's a pretty easy, easy regional trip for me. Uh, like I said, I'll be at Duke at Clemson this weekend. Uh, and ACC Baseball, etc. is the show. Danny Graves, former Miami Hurricane, two-time All-Star in the big leagues. He's a Reds Hall of Famer, yeah. uh, as well as a Miami Hall of Famer as well, now with the ACC Network. He and I basically chat up ACC Baseball every week, um, and we've got that out everywhere you would want to listen, Apple, Spotify. We post it on YouTube as well. So uh, ACC Baseball, et cetera, is the show. I appreciate you asking about that. And, uh, yeah, no, catch me on a lot of lot of college baseball here coming up. I'm lo- really looking forward to it. Darren, thanks for joining us, man. We'll keep in touch and uh, do it again down the road. Cool. Sounds good, Clip. I appreciate it, man. All right, there is Darren Vault joining us. Called some pirate action this weekend. And, uh, maybe we'll have him back in Clark LeClaire Stadium at some point this season on ESPN+. Plus. All right, let's take a break. Expecting the arrival soon of Jacob Jenkins Coward. Also got Lane Hoover and Josh Moylan joining us on the program in the Delcor Players Lounge. If you have a question for the players, you can chime in on Facebook, YouTube. Already got uh, some in to ask the guys, but we need some more. So uh, if you got a question for... Lane, Josh, or Jacob, you can get them in right now. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pi Radio Live here on a Monday, a Delcor Players Lounge edition of pirate radio live if you need assistance and help with your hvac plumbing needs you can call the service professionals at delcor 321-8868 visit delcorinc.com and they will get you taken care of every single time joining us here in the pirate radio studios is jacob jenkins coward east carolina outfielder jacob welcome in how you doing man doing great great to be here a five and oh week not bad not bad. Uh, got off to a bit of a shaky start in Kannapolis, and uh, and we'll go over that. But how about the weekend sweep against Liberty and and pretty much pirate domination there uh, for you guys to to beat them seven to two, ten to two, thirteen to one. Beat a pretty good ball club, right? And and beat mm-hmm. them three times like that. Yeah, they're 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 a good team. Um, I think their their pitching staff obviously wasn't at, at their best, but uh, we did a good job of really making it even tougher on them. So that, that helped us. Jacob, we've seen you go to the gaps, uh, hit it over the wall, hit it onto the football practice field. At least, there was at least two, maybe three times, I think it was game one, where you didn't get the ball out of the infield and you were on base three times. So, so you'll take those two, right? Yeah, yeah. Game game two, I had two infield hits, and game three, I had one. Yeah, and uh, and got to show off the speed, leg those out. A little bit, yep. Yeah, you'll take them uh, any way you can get them. But that's, uh, you always hear the phrase, you know, that's baseball. Sometimes you square it and line it right to a guy sometimes you chop it and, and get on base right absolutely jacob jenkins coward joining us so uh jacob what was the um i don't know the talk after saturday night you get that sweep it's uh it's kind of cold kind of wet you still got some fans hanging around but uh had to feel pretty good capping off a five uh game uh win streak there yeah it was it was exciting i remember after after the second game uh the first of the doubleheader everybody's kind of clearing out of the stadium and we're like I wonder if these guys are going to stick around or not for the eight o'clock start time. But uh, no, regardless of uh, the crowd, it was it was an electric uh, atmosphere. And we've seen you now move around uh, quite a bit, right field, center field. So, are you starting? Are you comfortable wherever you are uh, in those situations? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, feeling good uh, in right and center. We've seen Jacob Jenkins Coward moving around, and uh, also seen him kind of moving around the the lineup as well as uh cliff goblin likes to tinker with the lineup mm-hmm. too and uh seeing some new faces luke nowak now at the top of that lineup and he had a weird box score <laughs> where he went oh for oh with five walks three runs got on base every time didn't swing uh didn't have to to hit the ball that was a, an odd stat line yeah he uh he's got a very elite eye for the strike zone there are a lot of questionable pitches that were like how do you take that (laughs) especially with two strikes but he he does a really good job of really zoning guys up and making them come to him so you'll take the free passes when you can get them looks like you had uh one in the final game but 
is that does it kind of get you off balance as a hitter when a, a pitcher's having control issues like again you'll take the walk but you'd much rather swing and hit it so what's that like when you know a guy maybe you're getting more takes on all that yeah so some guys are what you call effectively wild where they're not really in the zone but they're around it and they just get a lot of swings out of the zone and um a couple of Liberty's guys were labeled on our report effectively wild, so mm. that's when we really try and zone guys up and look for one one pitch in one spot. Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us after a great week of Pirate Baseball. It got started, uh, Jacob, with the, the Bagwell fella mm. from uh, Queens throwing the game of his life. <laughs> and, uh, of course, like the Pirates do, they rally late, uh, able to win it in extra innings. But just kind of a, a unique feel for multiple reasons. You're in that minor league park. Also, you're wearing those powder purples for the first time. So um, we'll get to the uniforms later, but how about that game just kind of grinding through, getting to their bullpen, and ended up getting a win late? Yeah, that guy that guy definitely had his best stuff that day, and um, I think uh, we we weren't really 100% ready to go. I think it was a different feel, you know, different park and uh, different pregame routine. So, But, you know, we, we got to hold each other accountable. we got to be ready to go regardless. So I think it was – Took us a while to get rolling, but once we uh, stuck to the approach, 100%, we we scratched a couple. And so many come from behind wins already, so there's got to be no panic in you guys. Seven, eight, nine innings, uh, ninth inning, you're saying, all right, we still, we're still we still going to win this game, right? Absolutely. Jacob, uh, how about those unis uh, that you donned on Tuesday and on Saturday? Uh, are you a fan of them? I love them. Yeah. I think the uh, – we, you know, there's a little bit of love and a little bit of hate yeah. on social media. Very but polarizing. I, but I think the pictures and the video did not do them justice as they look a lot better in person, I, I think. I'll say this. I saw them Saturday live, and they look better live than they did on TV and on social media. I yeah. agree. Um, but you do – I was at a, picking up some food on Friday night, and I was like, hey, Clip, what's the score? And we talked baseball, and he said, I haven't talked to one person who liked those uniforms. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, there's a lot of hate, a lot of love. Uh, you're right. It is very polarized. But it got a lot of eyeballs. If it, yeah. the intention was it for it to get noticed, it certainly did. Yeah, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> and you're 2-0 and in them. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't like the white helmets with football because it's been associated with losing um they have won some games in white helmets now but the fact is you guys are undefeated lifetime in the powder purple can't can't deny it. <laughs> i didn't think about it like that but we are yeah. facts are facts man uh so you followed that game up you, you get that win uh, in kannapolis and then you had i thought you guys were the road team but flashing lights pirates win well you know that was yeah weird. i think it was neutral so whoever won got the home field advantage there you go uh and then you follow it up with the uh the win over elon uh tell us about that w yeah i think um they threw a a couple solid arms at at us as well but uh we were a lot more mature and really stuck to our hitting approach and of course our pitchers did what they always do speaking of arms so you had the the game against duke where uh there was a, a lot of walks things got away from east carolina that game since then and we talked about it with uh with carter and the guys last week the pitching has been fantastic and that includes uh, garrett sailor who got into some trouble early and then looked great as mm-hmm. did the bullpen uh one run allowed against elon and then this weekend uh two two and one you're gonna win just about every game when you give up those numbers so man the pitching has been phenomenal for you guys this season yeah i mean they're absolutely lights out uh, i remember they had a 
you know, not the f- best, funnest, funnest, it's not a word, but they're not <laughs> the funnest talk after the Duke game. But um, I'm sure uh, the offense did as well. We didn't really do anything to help them out. Um, but I think the highlight of the, of the weekend was uh, game two of the doubleheader when they struck out 19 guys. I mean, that's really hard to do. And they were super locked in this whole week. So love to see it. Chicken legs for everybody. Absolutely. That's what you like to see. <laughs> Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us. And uh, yeah, Josh Groves uh, was dynamite. Uh, this weekend, uh, he earned some honors, and uh, Josh Moylan named AAC Player of the Week. We'll talk to Josh Moylan coming up, but uh, he was locked in this weekend and, and this week, and saw somebody say uh, he looks like freshman Moylan when he uh, had that tremendous year. But we've talked to Josh a lot. He seems really uh, locked in on Absolutely. what he's doing right now. Yeah, he uh, he made some minor adjustments, uh, got into his legs a little bit, seeing the ball better, and he's he's been amazing for us, so we absolutely love to see it. If you have a question for JC, you can get it in on Facebook, also um, YouTube or Twitter. Uh, Jamil says he's going to be out there at UNCW tomorrow, and that is, uh, I don't know, would you call that a fun road trip? It's definitely an environment and a, a hostile one, so what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely hostile out there. They They don't like us. Um, their fans don't like us. It's not a fun drive, but we we got to get out there and take care of business. So it is what it is. So the players last week, I guess there was a heckler in Chapel Hill that somebody brought up that the pitchers, especially Garrett and Carter, because they were going down to warm up late in the game, and some guy was right in their ear hole, and they said, as pitchers, we just kind of block it out. How about you in the field? Like, Do you interact sometimes, or do you try um, to stay silent? I, I, I hear most things, but I, I don't really respond unless it's positive from our fans i'll give them a little head nod or there you go but i don't respond to anything negative yeah that's probably a uh, a good way to be uh we've got some questions in for uh for jc if you want to get one in you can do so right now let's take a break we'll come back we'll get to the viewer questions and talk about the week ahead also uh jacob some news a moment ago that north carolina game has been rescheduled so that's very positive news east carolina and North Carolina will be playing on May the 3rd. It's a Wednesday at Clark LeClaire Stadium at 5 o'clock. Also, the game this Wednesday against William & Mary has moved up from 6 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So, a couple of notes for your schedule there. Take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Jacob Jenkins Coward after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in the third hour today, we'll talk to Lane Hoover and Josh Moylan. As we continue on in the Players' Lounge, right now, Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. And Jacob, uh, talking a little March Madness, uh, the women will be a part of the madness. They got a late one coming up on Saturday night, 10 o'clock 
against Texas. It'll be the final game of the first round of the women's tournament. But hey, always cool to see uh, ECU athletics programs doing well. And uh, know you guys are uh, fired up to see what Kim McNeil's team can do Saturday. Absolutely, a lot of us are avid college basketball fan so it's awesome to see him in the tournament and uh mike schwartz hopefully will have his guys there sooner rather than later but uh fired up for some hoops coming up on uh on saturday night and yes greg and mike um our previous guest darren vault did call me trip one time during the (laughs) interview we've got that yeah it's on tape we'll bring it back he made up for it with a clip later on in the chat but yes we we heard it i was called trip i've been called cliff chip a lot of different names clip's a weird name i hated it in school when i was young because we'd go over roll and my name is clifton brock so i would ask the you know they're like would you rather go by another name and i say well i go by clip and they're like cliff chip what are you saying (laughs) and i always hated explaining it and i remember like as a kid i think i even told my mom like can I just change my name to like David or John or something? Like, <laughs> something no. simple. Yeah, you're Clip. So uh, after a while, uh, I became uh, familiar with it and enjoyed it, but it was it was rough uh, for a few years. All right, so um, Chandler, you brought this up earlier. I saw this Saturday before heading out to the ballpark that um, a poster on a message board had some advice for Alec Makarevich. <laughs> and just Alec, not really the whole team, just kind of – um pointing out it said alec please read <laughs> yeah please oh it, my God. some uh unsolicited hitting advice for alec makarevich <laughs> and look laugh all you want it worked alec uh read the message board i'm sure and sure. uh sure absolutely did. here's what it said hey this is from real pirate <laughs> hey mac please read i can help Quit pulling off the ball. Your hands get so far away from your body, it's nearly impossible to be consistent. Look away first, then react in. Your approach is completely opposite. Look in and react away. You're one of the best defensive players we've had at ECU. There's a compliment. That's nice. You belong in the lineup. Well, thanks. Um, But your average with runners in scoring position needs some help. We believe in your bat. Just change the approach. So, uh, AMAC took that to heart, went four for four with two home runs. Uh, Jacob, how much are you uh, perusing the message boards to get some tips, you know, when you're struggling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like I like looking at the, the, the message boards just for pure comedy. Uh, yeah. It is comical sometimes because everybody is right. You know, yep. no one's ever wrong on the message board. So it's, it's funny, but we don't really, I don't really look at it that much. Just every once in a while when I need a little chuckle. I love that you look at it that way. I was talking about before you got here, one of my hobbies is going to opposing teams' message boards, yes. especially love when things two. are going wrong. Like uh, during the NFL season, if Dallas and Philly lose, I love just reading everything they got to say, State, Carolina, all that. Um, there is some uh, hilarious stuff up there. So you are not at this point in time taking uh, – are you taking any advice like from people if they um, have any for you? Because I think I do have something for you. Let me check. Taking advice from Coach Godwin and Coach Bortles All right. at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, Blake did have some tongue-in-cheek advice for you. He said, uh, JC, start swinging a sand wedge before BP so you'll have the breaking ball swing down to a science. So there you go. That's from Blake. All right, he got well, the it. The problem is, I golf righty. 
So, oh, that's right. Yeah, you talked about that earlier. Can't do that. That's going to screw up everything. He's going to go to the batter's box, not know where to stand. Yeah. Could you hit righty if you had to? Not successfully. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you could take four pitches against Liberty and walk, maybe. Uh, let's see some other questions for our players today. Um, Ashley said, "Most boring question of all time." We may have already asked you this. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I think we talked about this. I think it's Avatar. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the newest one? Still haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't gotten around to it. Um, Martin says, do you think chicks dig the long ball? Do you even know what that reference is? That was a 90s campaign. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. It's actually got Glavin and uh, Maddox in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. do. Chicks do dig the yes, long ball. All right. they do. How about, do, do chicks dig the infield single? Mine does. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's all that matters, right? Yep. All right. There you go uh kobe says this is kind of more advice uh to improve your game if you cut your hair into a skullet it improves your on base percentage 50 percent of the time it works every time just an idea two things on that uh he's actually right my my uh, i only have three walks on the year so that my on, my on base percentage is just a few ticks higher than the average <laughs> but what is a skullet so help me out I believe is this what uh, Dana Holgerson has, where like the mullet is kind of short hair in the front. I think a skullet is like no hair in the mm. front. It's just bald into a lot in the back. Uh, is that a skullet? Yeah. Okay. That sounds interesting. How's your hairline going? I mean, I have solid hairline. All right. I feel like you're aging at a rate that I mean, again, you you look 37 today. You might be 42 next week. And then, uh, <laughs> in April, I'll look. 18 again when i shave yeah right yeah you can you can reverse that's good uh let's see steve says what's the go-to song on your playlist mm. Mm. probably last year's pregame playlist we'll go with pregame playlist since there's no specification but probably power glide by ray scrimmer just my walk-up song from last year okay all right really gets me going do you listen when do you is that like when you're in the clubhouse before the game i guess like you don't Um, or bp home games we we don't have our phones in the locker room but like on the bus i'd say on the bus that's when i get that going all right um jamil says here's some advice buy land buy Hmm. land christian boy he's being a stickler here he said dang man he ain't even listening to palumbo (laughs) <laughs> way to take the words wow. and use them out of context yeah. there christian that's how we get you all right um let's see chad that's a dumb question i might ask that one later steve says but here's this is uh this will make you think who's the best player all time in each of the big four pro sports do you watch hockey at all no all right we'll just go gretzky there yeah so that's best baseball football basketball player of all time The best baseball player of all time. I just got to go with Babe Ruth. All right. Did it all. Yeah. Yep. Um, the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, this is going to be interesting. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. LeBron James. Ooh. That'll get the uh, yeah. the message boards yeah. going. <laughs> um, and then the greatest football player of all time is Tom Brady. Okay. There you go. Asked and answered. Uh, let's see. Question. 
this is a question from chris cunningham who is yeah. asking uh but he's asking for josh mullen it says why does josh Groves's flat grill always look like this that is carter cunningham's dad okay and that is josh Groves's blackstone grill that he got for his birthday <laughs> you know i got in trouble last week uh because the air fryer is absolutely disgusting because mm. i never clean it and my wife got really mad it kind of looked like that i guess um christian said best basketball player of all time goes to lavar ball could be <laughs> ryan says why do we park on driveways and drive on parkways hmm. <sighs> figure that out why I, we used to have a segment i'm sorry i think a parkway is a certain area that's surrounded by attractions that's why you drive on it and then you see what i'm saying like no parkway has nothing on the side of the road but there's like the blue ridge parkway in the mountains that i've driven there's attractions on. there's the trees <laughs> got trees out there all right fair enough you're trying to answer the question yeah, that's jamil with a real question what is the toughest uh place to play besides clark leclerc toughest place to play two on the list and uh one of them is the durham bulls athletic park why is that why do you consider their uh their batter's eyes bushes but there's there's a a brick building to the right of it and if there's a left-handed pitcher i have trouble seeing the ball man that's tough yeah uh let's see caleb thank you so much for bringing that up because i was probably going to forget who had the best pirate idol performance so the Mm. pitchers were talking about that last monday they were looking forward to the bus trip you guys had the road trip so uh can you give us any highlights yeah um nate chrisman freshman shortstop got to see him Um, a lot this weekend he sang i don't remember what it's called the taylor swift song um he wears short shorts on yes. the bleachers? Yes. Yes, that's the one yes. I know. And he was blasting it, walking up and down the aisle of the bus. It was electric. Yeah. He got All right. into it. That is awesome. Oh, by the way, you said two uh, ballparks, and I cut you off. One was oh. Dap. What was the other? Campbell. They're, uh, they have LED lights that point straight down, which is a new thing. So when the ball goes above them, it, it's gone until it comes down oh man yeah people are probably gonna hate on me because we lost both those games but (laughs) (laughs) hey that explains it um what would you do eric asked for a klondike bar klondike bar i couldn't tell you the last time i've ever had a klondike bar all right what's your favorite dessert pumpkin pie hmm interesting really love it all right good questions and uh it's almost like i and i've never given you one of these beforehand uh but it seems like i have because you just nail them right out of the gate well done um jamil says that duke game the sun seemed bad was there shadows or something uh so yeah the sun sets right behind home plate and uh you know at first the sun's in the infield then the outfield and then I think the uh, the shadows weren't really that bad. It was kind of tough in the outfield, but we, we handled it. Uh, Chad says, uh, if you were trying to psych out a pitcher while you were on base, would you say, would you do this? Pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's got a big butt. 
would you do that i mean simple yes or no uh, no Mm-mm. all right uh boy while we're asking dumb questions here's another one from steven can you hear someone fart in the stands at dbap <laughs> i have to stab at them uh <laughs> Uh, we'll it just, depends on the echo off the seat, I think. Gay is asking your favorite home-cooked meal. That is a good question. Thank you for getting us back on track. Favorite home-cooked meal. Great question. My mom makes... Uh, sorry. My mom makes uh, hamburger and gravy. It's like mm. these steak burgers and mm. this gravy. It's pretty solid. I like that. Maybe some taters in there or yes. carrots or whatever. Yeah. yeah potatoes good stuff scott likes your brave shirt i like it too it would be better if it had a current player on it but i still love freddie yeah can't hate freddie he's a good guy you've been watching any of the uh world baseball classic absolutely yeah i haven't got there's so much hoops going on mm-hmm. i need to get into it maybe there's some games tonight maybe i need to check that out yeah. looks like a fun i saw uh acuna rounding the bases for venezuela and it looked like a dang party out there they play oh, some yeah. very emotional baseball it, it, I, I saw a tweet the other day that said the world baseball classic is american legion baseball for old people <laughs> is that accurate yes okay i mean it's hometown stuff how about that what was your favorite level i mean you can go all the way back like your most fun playing baseball was it like little league babe ruth legion showcase ecu high school it has to be here yeah yeah that's awesome that's good to hear well, Josh, uh, or Jacob, I'm sorry. Josh is here. Lane's here. Jacob's there. Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Good luck this week. Thank you. Let's win another five. We'll start with one. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Lane Hoover and Josh Moylan. Lane Hoover, by the way, is Josh Moylan's personal security. Travels everywhere with him. If you want to get to Josh, you got to get through Lane first. Good luck. We'll uh, talk to those gentlemen when we return on the Delcor Players Lounge. You got a question for Lane or Josh? You can get those in right now, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We'll hear from Kim McNeil, Sania Johnson, after uh, we had a chance to talk to them last night at the selection show watch party the ecu women headed to the big dance the ncaa tournament they'll be taking on texas late night saturday night how about a 10 o'clock tip-off for that game coming up on saturday night and joining us now in the pirate radio studios josh moylan and lane hoover coming off a successful baseball week and uh guys great to see the uh the ladies in the tournament how about that we got the pirates going to the dance 
yeah it's really good to see um in their well they face in texas yeah so um they had like 22 23 wins yeah yeah so that it was really impressive and really really good to see and maybe they can uh get texas one time for that's y'all. right <laughs> it's uh yeah that's how the season ended last year the season going great right now for these guys and Josh, uh, especially you, from an individual standpoint, AAC Player of the Week. What does that uh, award mean to you? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's always pretty cool, you know, get the acknowledgement from the conference. But uh, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest part of the weekend is we went out and took care of business when we had a had a schedule change that we didn't even know about until that morning. So I, I thought that was the the bigger outcome of the weekend, and honestly, the the one we should care more about. What's your uh, feeling on double headers? Like them, dislike them, whatever. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, uh. I don't know, Hoover and I probably got the same thing. I mean, I I don't mind them. I I like it because it gives us a, a Sunday to kind of chill out and get the bodies right. But personally, I don't mind double headers. Yeah, I don't really mind them either. I know, um, I believe it was COVID year. We had oh, <laughs> during yeah. conference, we had uh, four games in uh, one weekend. So in, oh, it was a Saturday double header. I know Cliff was not a fan of those. How did y'all <laughs> like or dislike the four game weekends? Uh, it, it was it was tiring, in, you know, on your body. But um, you know, we made we may deal with it make it work and this was going to be the last five game week of the season but there is a uh an added game now north carolina and okay so you guys did not have a midweek game that week so you will have uh the north carolina makeup game and i know fans are very excited to see that i'm sure you guys are as well may the third uh and that will be the only midweek game that week so you guys were able to come up with a date so that was good to see yeah i mean i know we're, we're fired up to play them again especially after two good games against them i'm sure the fans are going to be rocking uh even for a midweek i'm sure we'll pack that place out and darren vaughn uh joined us earlier he was uh on the call darren vault uh on espn plus this weekend said it's pretty rare to see such a I don't know, a big midweek game like that late in the year, but that'll kind of get your May started, and then pretty soon after that, it's conference tournament and and postseason. So the the money time of the year, looking forward to that. All right, so uh, 5-0, it got started with uh, the game in Kannapolis, which wasn't going your way for about eight innings, and then, like the Pirates do, uh, get to the bullpen, rally, win it in extras. Uh, but tell us about that one, Lane, and uh, just kind of waiting out that pitcher Bagwell, who was having the the day of his life up there against yeah, you guys. Um, he did. Um, you know, you, you know, it's not how we draw it up, but um, there at the end, you know, A Mac coming through with a with a really big hit to tie the game, and um, it was uh, it was just you know it's tough to get have win get wins um, in college baseball, so we were glad to pull that pull that one out. And Josh, he throws 129 pitches, I believe, that day. You did get uh, uh, record one hit in that game, but what was he doing uh, to keep you guys off balance? Yeah, I mean, he just mixed it up well. I mean, I he had pretty good stuff, but, you know, nothing that really should have kept us at bay for that long, but he did a great job of mixing, you know, all throughout the order, never really showing you the same thing twice. I think that was the biggest thing was even – batter to batter at bat to at bat for guys that he was just changing all up so i give credit to him i mean he pitched really well and uh you follow that up with a win against elon previously to that uh josh we haven't got you in here since you uh hit a granny was that uh georgetown mm-hmm. yeah um home runs got to feel good but uh grand slams even better i would imagine yeah i mean i i'll 
honestly, I didn't know if that one was getting out. I had it pretty high, and I was like, oh, at least it's a sack flies. I mean, that's what I was thinking, and then I saw it get out, and I, I don't even know what took over me. I was so fired up. But, yeah, I mean, grand <laughs> slams are always fun. Anytime you can uh, you can bring four runs home in one swing, it's, it's pretty big. The one thing I worry about, and if you get too excited, you're watching the ball or whatever, is you running past the player at first base. You got to watch that. We uh, we talked about that earlier in the season, just because we had a, a deep fly ball situation where we had guys cross. So I was I was very sure to not pass the runner first base there. I, I waited right in front of the bag, and then I saw it get out, and then I took one time behind him. That's how prepared this team is. Every scenario, you got it ready exactly. to go. Lane, interesting week for you as you're you're pulled out of the lineup. Riley Johnson makes a heroic play in center. Yeah. Uh, fantastic play. Great to see him doing all right as he was able to, to come back in, I believe, the in game three of that series. But you're thrown right back in there. Uh, you get on base just about every time. You're walking. You get a hit. So uh, it's just kind of the, the next man up. You always got to be ready mentality, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Riley, you know, he he uh, took his body. He put his body on the line right there and made a really good catch. So um, it's, it's good to um, see him uh, – you know playing and and playing good and lane i know how much of a team guy you are hearing your teammates talk about you just being around all these years uh you know frustrating to be pulled out of the lineup i'm sure but uh, you know how as a as a veteran how do you handle something like that yeah well you you just gotta know that it's um that's how baseball is you know that's that's the way it's going to go i'm sure everyone's you know (laughs) kind of been in a slump so um you really just gotta keep pushing forward and uh keep your head high and you know what's what's happens already happened so you you really can't do nothing about that and that was my issue playing as well guys i was good until i was about 12 and then i just went on like a 30-year slump like (laughs) i haven't been able to get out of it (laughs) if you got any tips let me know (laughs) i had lasted through babe ruth in high school and uh ever since pretty much um lane uh interesting you're not getting the amount of hits you want but you're the team leader in runs scored this year really so getting on base 17 runs scored uh doing your job as always yep yep i mean that's 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 what i want to do that's my goal to get on base and let the you know guys behind me um drive me in and uh one of those guys josh moylan aac player of the week east carolina uh, coming off a 5-0 and week. And how frustrating is it, guys, that when a, a team like Liberty just can't find the strike zone? And, yeah, walks are good. You, you keep you going around the merry-go-round. But as a hitter, does it kind of keep you off balance? How tough is that, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it doesn't really frustrate me because I'll take my walks when I get them, and I know who feels the same mm-hmm. way. If there's any chance for us to get on base and make something happen, we'll take it. But it's like you said, it makes it a little more uncomfortable, especially when a guy's really kind of – spraying it more like there's guys that'll miss just outside the zone but you can take it and they're throwing balls but guys that are really spraying it all over the place those are the uncomfortable ones because mm-hmm. you might get one that grazes the chin hair and then the next one's a perfect pitch outside and you're like oh, what's, what's this guy doing up there but but yeah honestly i'll take the walks whenever i can get them i think jacob said there were guys labeled as effectively wild mm-hmm. uh what what is that who effectively wild yes I mean, it's just everywhere, really. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just and, it up and down. Yeah. just keeps you off your don't know where it's going to go off balance. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, that, I guess that can work in a pitcher's favor. But man, a lot of walks this weekend. I know you guys being out in the field uh, prefer the opposite of that, which is a pitcher finding the zone, working fast, and uh, and Josh grows a good example of that on uh, I was going to say Sunday, but game two on Saturday. 
Oh, yeah. he. Uh, this is his back-to-back starts now where he's just been dominant out there. He's filling up the zone, like you said, not really walking guys. And just like you said, as a defense, it's awesome playing behind a guy like that because you never really sit out there too long. I mean, there's games where we've walked guys and you're sitting out on defense. You're like, man, like let's get back in there and hit. But when he's on the mound and he's rolling, it's really fun to play behind him. And you guys, and I think, Josh, you in particular, one at bat where we're – tearing that first baseman that poor kid apart just sending rifles down his way every time and uh people call third base the hot corner they forget about first base sometimes don't they yeah I mean, especially <laughs> when you're playing in when you're holding a runner it, mm-hmm. they come they come in pretty quick over there but yeah i mean they kept they kept trying to work me in so i was just hitting it where i could and it just so happened i burned them a couple times but yeah it, I don't know which one you want to prefer is the hot corner, but first base is tough sometimes. And Lane, you made some catches out there, a liner or two, and some fly balls. Is it tough uh, in the mist? I don't know. Like, did it? Is it affect you at all out there? Um, not really. I mean, the the wind this past weekend actually was um, yeah blowing everywhere. You really didn't know where you know where, what it was going to do. But um, it's really um, when it gets about I think about six o'clock. You know when it you know when the sun's going down. That's really when it's uh, a little bit tougher to see. But other than that, and I'm now rain don't really affect it i hear that pitchers uh you know prefer the war- the cold weather to hitters and you'll see more low scoring games but you guys put up <clears throat> 7 10 13 some of that was part of the walk some of that was just you guys hitting so how about those cold temps we got some felt more like a, a early february game than a mid-march game this weekend so how did you guys handle that yeah i mean it it doesn't really affect us too much. It's more so when you uh, have a missed swing, you get jammed up is when you kind of start feeling it, your hands start ringing. But uh, honestly, we just go out and we just we stick to our plan and do what, we're, uh, what we talked about all pregame. So we, we don't really let the weather affect us too much. Got a trip to UNCW uh, coming up, Hoove. Uh, Jacob said pretty hostile environment there. I'm sure you've heard some things in the outfield uh, in the past years. But what do you think about a trip to Wilmington? Yeah, it's going to be a good trip. I know we're ready to go. We were talking about it today. Um, you know, you know their fans are hostile. I, you know, can be. I, I remember last year, I, I believe, uh, I tripped running down the first baseline, and, you know, they gave me crap for it. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be good, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a good rivalry for us. Yeah, fun game. I've talked to football players, uh, Josh, who say they like it. They'd rather play, like, at, in Blacksburg – with inner sandman pounding than when they used to go play at tulane in the uh dome and nobody's there like they even if the atmosphere is all against them they prefer that to it just being a sterile environment so how about you with baseball like would you rather face a packed house with everybody against you or do you would you rather have no fans there where it kind of evens out see i i like a big crowd regardless which side they're on because i know when when it's not that many fans in the stands and the weather's not ideal like tomorrow i think it's supposed to be a little chilly a little windy but those kind of environments whenever there's a crowd you honestly forget about kind of the weather like we were just yeah. talking about things like that and you just go out and play so i honestly i prefer a crowd whether i mean obviously i prefer when it's for us but you know when we're in a hostile environment i don't mind uh guys let's get to some of the listener and viewer questions got a bunch to pass along let's talk about uh recruitment and uh how about you josh coming from maryland uh who was looking at you and how'd you end up here at ecu uh yeah so i mean i i talked to a couple schools obviously here was the biggest one on my list and i actually helped out my high school head coach is coach palumbo's brother so okay. we kind of got a connection we kind of had a more of a a family connection there where i got to know coach p is more of a person than just a head or a assistant coach so 
that was kind of the biggest thing for me is building a relationship. But, you know, talk to schools like University of Maryland, 20 minutes down the road from me. But but once I uh, once I kind of found out that ECU was a baseball school, I was like, oh, that, that's for me. I like to I wanted to go to somewhere where baseball was the biggest priority for yeah. everybody, and I, I chose the right place. It's been a great match. Uh, how about you, Hoove? How'd you get here to ECU? Um, you know, pretty much my my recruitment kind of started uh kind of later beginning of my junior season of high school um and it was it was it was really uh mainly uh in-state schools here in north carolina but um mine was really um in this we it's called a state games mm-hmm. there's a state games um usually held that year it, that year i went it was held in UNC, at unc greensboro and there was you know a bunch of colleges there and um you know that's when uh coach coach g saw me and and i believe i was like seven for ten that weekend so um that that really helped out for me and um yeah once he once he once he called and you know you know got got that recruitment going i was i was like yeah i'm ready to go here and yeah. you know it, it was cool awesome uh what's you guys favorite home cooked meal uh we'll start with you who oh uh, man so i love i love steak so um i'm gonna do steak baked potato and uh salad classic all-american yeah. meal right there yeah how about you josh uh i mean my grandma she makes a pretty good beef stew so i'd say my my grandma's beef stew is probably uh number one for me awesome all right sounds good uh if you got a question you can get it in uh on facebook youtube and also twitter so the pitchers last week told us about um pirate idol and you guys were having that road trip so i guess there was some pirate idol going on um so jacob said he liked chrisman's um taylor swift that was really good caleb wants to know who had the worst performance uh honestly i think not only my freshman year was it terrible last year it was terrible and this year he had to go again because it was so bad Danny Beal. <laughs> well, you it keep is, making him go. It's rough. Yeah. We keep making him go. This is the worst one. Then he just keeps falling. And it never stuff. gets better? Yeah, never. So I, I'll go Danny Beal. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Danny. Did you have to do this lane? Yeah, I did it. My, uh, What'd you sing? Goodness, I can't, I can't remember. It was something It was something like a little girly. So I can't remember. <laughs> How about, uh, do you remember, Josh? You uh, I think it was I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by uh, Panic at the Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got pretty into it. I, I like to think I had a pretty good performance. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Jansen, this is a good question. If you could attend any sporting event, what would it be? Honestly, I, I think going to going to a Super Bowl would be pretty cool, Just uh, especially in, in like a big dome. I want to go to a dome Super Bowl. It would probably be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What if it's like the Steelers and Cowboys? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I, I, I prefer you know, my, if my Baltimore was there. in there. I prefer that, but uh, still be pretty cool to go. Lane, how about you? Um, I would like to attend the Little League World Series. Oh yeah, I feel like that'd be cool to you know go to and see. I'm not going to do a short joke right now. Yeah, well, just bypass it. So you're welcome. Hey, if you got one, I would like to hear it. It's fun. <laughs> I was just going to say, what team would you be playing? For? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the Southeast. But I didn't say it. I was going to say that, but I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Nobody said it. <laughs> I, love how, I love how Lane answers the question. He's like, probably Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a jersey in there right in the hallway, actually. Lane, um, I appreciate you letting me tell those jokes, and feel free to come back at me at any time. All right, all right. I know you, you have in the past. so Yeah, it takes me a second to think about something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. 
Uh, let's see. I had some uh, Twitter questions as well for the guys. As I see more ECU uh, women celebrating last night, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, this is from Chris Cunningham. Why does Josh Gross's flat grill always look like this? So, what does that reference? <laughs> so, we have a we have a blackstone outside of our house, but uh, we uh, at, when we first got it, we took a pretty good uh, pretty good care cleaning it. But uh, since then, I think we've. Uh, slacked off a little in the okay cleaning. but i don't know if it's quite that bad but it's <laughs> it might not be too far off it might add some taste to it it's yeah a, right yeah right. uh let's see oh oh so uh i read it earlier the um the post to amac from a message board this weekend i don't know if you saw that on social media uh, there was a message boarder who had some hitting advice for alec macarevich oh, yeah that's always good now it coincidence i don't know after that advice was put out to the public he went four for four with two home runs but he said basically um i'll just read the whole thing again from real pirate it said amac please read i can help quit pulling off the ball your hands get so far away from your body it's nearly impossible to be consistent look away first then react in your approach is completely opposite Look in and react away. You're one of the best defensive players we've had at ECU. You belong in the lineup, but your average with runners in scoring position needs some help. We believe in your bat. Just change the approach. So, uh, do you guys often look at the message boards for advice on hitting? I've really never seen. It. Yeah, I, <laughs> honest, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been on there, but that's uh, that's an interesting take there. But I mean, I guess if Amax saw it, he, he followed it because that, that boy had a great weekend. Well, yeah. Blake uh, has. I think this is tongue in cheek. Had some advice. Um, none for you, Josh. I guess you're you're good right now. But Hoove, here's what you need to do: you have to fake bunt two strikes, mm. then watch two balls to get to a two and two count foul off 13 pitches then slap chopper up the middle for a base hit yeah that'd be an impressive at bat <laughs> so, that would be a that. quab right it's oh really, yeah. yeah that would be a major quab so that's all you got to do man it's yeah. easy i mean yeah. we can all tell you how to do it all you got to do is go do it yeah uh what is your go-to song on your playlist currently <clears throat> i think uh almost famous eminem i've been going to that one a lot okay that one's pretty good that's off the uh, album we were talking about last time i've been digging the uh new morgan morgan wallen album okay so, um you know i don't know a lot about morgan wallen but i saw he had a new album and i saw somebody comment on this he has a song about uh a braves team what's 98 that song? braves 98 braves yeah, when they lost against the uh padres i read the lyrics i was yeah. like maybe i should get into this i <laughs> i do remember that season and that team yeah. all right who is the best player all time in the big four pro sports do either you guys watch hockey or no hockey all right well you're gonna say what ovechkin oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's the great eight he's awesome all right but uh you know a hockey guy to name not really was it cosby Crosby, Crosby, I don't really know much about <laughs> hockey yet. All right, so let's go. Uh, let's go basketball. Who's the greatest of all time? Michael Jordan. That's easy. I would agree. All right, Jacob did say uh, LeBron just oh, to start on. a controversy. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go football. Best of all time. It's mm. Tough. I mean, I, it's hard not to say Tom Brady. Yeah. It is hard not to say Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I didn't really like him that much, I started to like him. So, but you know it's yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's tough you it's, win all that and play yeah, that long and yeah he's he's earned that respect he's annoyingly great <laughs> um and all right baseball i like mm. ken griffey jr i think i mean he's probably got the sweetest swing of all time and yep. being a hitter i like to see that but I, i'll go ken griffey jr 
I mean, I, you know, I really never saw Babe Ruth, but, you know. Pitch, hit. Yes. Drink, eat, did yeah. it all. Yeah. Griffey really made baseball cool in the 90s. Sure did. With the swag and the Mariners came out with those teal uniforms mm-hmm. and uh, it was, uh, they were cool. All right. Um, let's see. If you cut your hair into a skullet, it improves your own base percentage. Uh, 50% of the time, it works every time. Just, that's a piece of advice for you guys. Uh, do chicks dig the long ball? Of course. Do you know that reference lane? That was well, a commercial. Yeah, I was going to say, and, uh, I, I wouldn't got know. The braids, I, guys? I wouldn't really know that. Well, you got I was kidding. <laughs> one. How many dingers you got? Yeah, one. One. Yeah. 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 I had hey. a couple in the fall. Do you get a lot of DMs yeah. after that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Hey, what you doing later? Yeah. Um, hey, digs, uh, ooh, chicks dig the uh, the slash hit in the left field. Yeah. The opposite field single. Yeah. That's what chicks like. All right. Uh, favorite movie, says Ashley. Most boring question of all time, she says. What do y'all got? I got to go dodgeball. The true underdog story. <laughs> okay. I like dodgeball. Josh loves an underdog. All right. I like Talladega Nights. All Chip, right. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Couple of comedies. I like yeah, it. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we got. What are you laughing at, Chandler? Was it something I said? Accidentally? Yeah. <laughs> hey, class it up in there. Come on. Straighten up, man. Straighten up. Come on, Chandler. All right. Nobody does it like you. There you go, Hoover. They made a song about you oh, yeah. before you even born. <laughs> All right, five games this week. Got Wilmington. Uh, got William and Mary in the Missouri State coming to town. So, guys, uh, ready for another five game? How about these five compared to four game weeks? Do you feel it anymore? Like after you're done with it, you said you enjoyed Sunday off. So, uh, I don't know. Does the body feel it more when you play five in a week as opposed to four? Uh I wouldn't really say so. Yeah. I think just one one more game don't really. Not a know. big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. I mean, especially because we've we've done stuff like that before. Like who mm-hmm. was saying, COVID year had yeah. four on the weekend, which is I think tougher than what we're doing now. But yeah, I don't mind it too much. Mentioned it with uh, with Jacob. I've been so engulfed in the hoops that I have not watched any World Baseball Classic. I need to get on that. Have you guys checked that out at all? I have, and I, I got to say I'm a little disappointed with uh, Great Britain's uniforms. That's, that's a little tough, just a very generic gray jersey that they uh, threw Great, Great Britain on, so I'm not really impressed there, but it's, it's been good baseball. So Speaking of uniforms and fashion, how about the purples? What do y'all think? Love it. All right. I love them. Yeah. Okay. All right. A lot of uh, – very polarizing. Rarely will you find somebody in the middle. It's either I love them, greatest thing ever, mm. or I hate them, should never be worn again. Yeah. And there's a just – sides yelling at each other so mm-hmm. you guys like them that's really all that matters oh, yeah. and uh i know folks were lined up to get those shirts the other day because i got there an hour before the game and they were out so oh, man. people like them so there you go all right gentlemen thank y'all uh for joining us have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon yeah, of course. Appreciate thank it. you Hoove and josh moylan joining us here on pirate radio live we'll take a timeout. come back hear what kim mcneil and sania johnson had to say last night at the Selection Show Watch Party. You got that on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the officer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at ECU for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Here on a Monday, gearing up for Saturday night, East Carolina. And Texas on the hardwood women's basketball tournament will be the last game uh, coming up in round one of that tournament. Pirates on the road in Austin, Texas. And who do we have out in Austin to talk to? Our old friend, Tyler Feldman, formerly of WITN7, joined us on the show quite a bit during his time here in Greenville. And every time ECU and Texas get together, we got to get them on. And we are doing that right now. Tyler Good to hear from you, man. How you doing? Clipper! <laughs> That's right. The originator of the, the Clipper, I believe. Still got it. Yeah, still got it. How life works. Uh, another matchup between Texas and ECU in the postseason. And man, uh, round one was awesome other than the ending. Uh, it was uh, some great games, some uh, offensive firepower on the diamond and texas uh able to outslug east carolina and win that super regional now i'll use the i guess slug fest uh gonna be sluggish maybe on the hardwood i know east carolina a very strong defensive team under kim mcneil and last night tyler when we asked kim mcneil sunia johnson about texas all they said was a uh, very good defensive team so how about this uh this longhorns group that the women will see on saturday night yeah, we actually just got done chatting with Vic Schaefer, head coach of the Longhorns, about an hour ago, and he prides himself on defense. They are really, really good defensively, so I'm excited about this matchup because when you look at Kim McNeil's squad, Vic Schaefer's squad, their culture, it starts with defense. So I'm calling this game an, a very early Sunday morning game because it's just that late. Because I asked Vic about the 9 p.m. Central tip, 10 p.m. Eastern, and he said he's disappointed. He said he's not sure how this helps grow the game. And a lot of the fans in Austin for Texas, they're either older fans and a lot of younger fans. So he jokingly said that there are going to have to be naps taken <laughs> Saturday throughout the day. One way or the other. Get your nap in so you can go check that one out. It will be on ESPN, kind of a, I guess, made-for-TV event when you started that late, Tyler. But how were the uh, the crowds usually and what kind of crowd are you expecting? Should be a, You think it'll be a good one on Saturday night? I do, and you have to also understand that it's the first season of the brand-new Moody Center, state-of-the-art, 10,000-plus seat arena for not just basketball, but for a ton of musical and comedy events and other entertainment here in Austin, which is one of the entertainment cities to come visit in the United States. But it, it will be loud, similar to the, to the fan base in Greenville, and I know we talked about pirate nation but longhorn nation is just as proud about the burnt orange so i'm expecting a huge crowd despite the fact that it's a late late tip and it it should be a fun one 
Tyler Feldman joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Haven't seen a line on the game yet, uh, Tyler. How did uh, Texas fare in the Big 12 this year uh, up against good competition? Uh, what kind of team do they have? So Texas won the Big 12 regular season title. They lost to Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament championship game. They had won that game last year, so they weren't able to defend the tournament title. But this is a Texas team that has dealt with a ton of adversity. If you look at ECU, they were picked to finish last at the American. Well, Texas, on the other hand, was a top 10 team to start the season. But then their best player, Rory Harmon, Big 12 defensive player of the year, missed the, the first five games with an injury. She's now back healthy. Sonia Morris, another guard, a transfer guard, who was previously at DePaul, came in and has made a huge impact. But she's missed a ton of games. Vic provided an update on her lower body injury. She's seeing the doctor later, but she actually stayed in Austin all of last week seeing the trainer twice a day. So she may be back. I think Vic was optimistic. But in total, Texas starters have missed about 50 games this season. So they've had to uh, really figure out themselves internally to figure out how to play. So it's almost a miracle Aaliyah Moore, star sophomore, she's out for the season with a torn ACL. So it's really a miracle that they were able to win the Big 12 and then reach the Big 12 championship. So it will be a great matchup because I know when you look at the Pirates and what ECU has done, no one really gave them any credit to start, and then they just kept chipping away. And it's really cool to see Amaya Joyner, too, who I covered at Farmville Central, win state titles. It's just kind of a cool full-circle moment in life how – there's all these connections as you as you go through the journey. Yeah, that's neat uh, that you got to, to see her play. And I guess Tyler, you were here. Were you here for the beginning of the Kim McNeil era? And kind of yeah, yeah, waiting to see um, you know if there was going to be a breakthrough, and uh, certainly was this year. But I guess you were here when uh, things just got started building, right? I was at her introductory press conference inside Minji, so uh, I kind of had a feeling when she spoke that day four years ago and where the program is now, I kind of had a gut feeling that she had that kind of energy and charisma that could take the ECU program to where it really should be. And I think getting Amaya to stay home was huge, obviously, AAC freshman of the year. But it's just super cool to see because Kim, I know, has worked tirelessly, her husband as well, to build the culture that the Lady Pirates should have. And they have it now. So now they have a great opportunity against a very, very good Texas team to keep things rolling. I really think this game will be a lot closer than the seeding says. Tyler Feldman joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Tyler, I filled out a men's bracket earlier today, and the team I had on the final line was the Texas Longhorns. Uh, It was a tumultuous year uh, for Texas, and that ends uh, with a – win over kansas a um, really definitive win over kansas in the big 12 championship so how realistic uh, are the chances of the longhorns to go all the way in your opinion i think they have a really good chance my only fear when it comes to picking the longhorns is a lack of a tough inside big man now you can say christian bishop you can say dylan Dessou, who's actually a local guy from the austin area but again my only concern is they make the run through the tournament and then Timmy Allen, who's one of their starting starting guards, forward slash guard, he, he's been out the last couple of games, but he is expected to play in that first-round matchup. So I think full-healthy squad, 
Rodney Terry got to take the interim off of his head coach title right now and just give him the job because what he's been able to do, given the Chris Beard stuff earlier who got hired today by Ole Miss, it's never a dull moment with Longhorn basketball, it seems. But Texas has a legitimate shot. When they're playing well, they're playing really well. You saw that in their last two wins over Kansas. I think if Purdue had lost to Penn State, I think Texas, you could have argued, would have gotten a one seed. So um, Texas is actually 2-1 and one against Kansas. They just have less quadrant one victories than the Jayhawks, so that's why the Jayhawks got that, um, that, one, that one seed. Catching up with our old buddy uh, Tyler Feldman uh, today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Tyler now in Austin, Texas, KVUE Sports uh, in Austin. So if people want to uh, learn more about this Texas team, East Carolina will be facing on Saturday night. Uh, you got uh, some coverage, Tyler, we can check out? Yeah, KVU.com, and then on the KVU YouTube page is a big page for KVU, so stuff will get posted on there as well. So, you know, big week for the Pirates. I think it's an awesome opportunity. Um, they're playing a Texas team that, you know, when you get to this time of the year clip, and we saw this in the Big 12 tournament, Texas has benefited. I'm talking about the ladies now. They have benefited from the breaks between games. But this time of the year, if you're an injured bunch, that could be a little scary. Now, I asked Vic Schaefer about that. Like, is he concerned about the injuries on his team as they play multiple games, multiple days in such a short period of time with little rest? He really said it wasn't a concern. He's happy with the team chemistry. They play great defense. They're not fouling a ton. So, a lot of depth, too. I, I really think it will be a very good game Saturday night here in Austin. All right, Tyler Feldman joining us. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Texas Toast? Texas Toast. So, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, you lather up some butter. You, you toast it on both sides. Yeah. Uh, Whataburger is big here. I'm not necessarily sold on Whataburger. Uh, I'm not knocking Whataburger. I think it's played up big time, though, across the United States. Uh, but, hey, if you're in Austin, you're going to have – if you're if you're an ECU fan, you're making the trip to Austin – reach out there are a ton of great places to eat yeah do stuff have fun so if you want me to to help you out in that regard pirate nation send me a message there you go yeah reach out to uh to tyler if you're headed there uh to austin and he'll tell you all the uh the great spots to check out while you're there tyler great catching up with you buddy um who knows maybe we'll meet I don't know another regional super regional uh bowl game uh it looks like we're we're destined to continue to cross paths here at east carolina and texas either that or the afterlife one of the two (laughs) all right you always know how to bring it down tyler i do thanks for joining us man thanks for having me clipper all right buddy there's uh tyler feldman great to catch up with him from kview sports uh in austin all right shirley let's make somebody a winner Three one seven twelve fifty. What are you giving away today, Shirley Rhodes? How about a fifteen dollar gift card to AJ McMurphy's? All right, AJ McMurphy's will be out there Wednesday night, eight o'clock for sports trivia. I would assume a lot of March Madness questions coming your way, so come out, watch the first four, and hang out and answer some sports trivia questions. We'll have a lot of fun coming up Wednesday night. Caller number 10 is our winner right now. 317-1250. Back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, rather, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. Best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J.'s. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every week, not including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. A.J. says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Getting ready for some ECU women's basketball tournament action. We'll be here late night, Saturday night for a watch along. So join us as you watch East Carolina take on Texas. The brackets were revealed last night. We were at Town Bank Tower and heard from ECU head coach Kim McNeil after the seed, the opponent, the time uh, was all announced, and let's hear some of that right now. Coach, your reaction? Yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm excited for Pirate Nation. I'm excited for our program. Um, the amount of support that we're receiving is, is just is unbelievable. Were you surprised at where you're headed to Austin, Texas? Very surprised. I thought they would send us down the road to either Chapel Hill or either Durham. Very surprised. We're headed back to Texas. We just left Texas. We're headed back. You kind of like Texas, right? Yeah, we do. We do. We spend a lot of time in Texas. What do you? What will you do schedule-wise this week? You know, we've been off. We haven't done anything since Thursday. Um, so we'll get back to going on, on tomorrow. And, you know, it'll be long, some long nights for us coaches, you know, getting ready for Texas, scouting them and everything. But, you know, we'll practice tomorrow and Tuesday and probably get on the road. Wednesday. When you look at, at Texas, do you know anything right now, or is it one of those things you're starting from No, I, I know they're defensive-minded. It's going to be just like playing Houston, a man-to-man team all up in you, um, real aggressive. So we just came from playing Houston, so you know the, the kids will be familiar with that type of defense. Coach, how do you describe the emotions you're feeling? You're sitting there waiting for your name. Oh my God! I'm like, are we really going to be the last team's call? You know, um, I, I just, I'm just so happy for our players. I told them, um, you know, before we got ready to play on Thursday, I said, you know, when you see your name called, that'll be something that you you will never ever forget. And and I knew once they saw their name called up here, this is when all the emotion really was going to hit. That it is real. Like we're really going dancing. Coach, how excited are you to show your brand of tired basketball on your national stage here for everyone to see? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we we we've been working extremely hard you know the girls have been working really really hard and you know as, as well as Texas is a defensive minded team we are too and I think what we do is very hard to prepare for so it's going to be it's going to be a good challenge for us and a good challenge for them as well. Do you find it easier to play teams that are like you because it's so easy to practice against that mindset because that's the mindset that you have? Well I like it because we just came off of Houston you know they're man-to-man Texas is going to be a man-to-man team where we're more of a matchup and it's very similar to what Houston you know they're going to press us they're going to hard deny it they're going to try not allow us to reverse the ball so you know we just came off of that on Thursday so it should be you know pretty familiar to the girls as far as game planning. Watching Sadia Johnson seems like she's almost like a factor on the team. Like when somebody gets hot, she kind of calms them down. So how big is her leadership? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, Sania, she's an unbelievable leader. I mean, she's a perfectionist. 
You know, in the classroom, she's a straight-A student. You know, on the court, she's one of our hardest workers. And, you know, she's been here with us for the last three, two years. Um, so she understands the grind. She understands what we've been through. She understands what we want and what we need out of her. And she's been an unbelievable calming factor for some of the young kids. Coach, dating back the last few days, it's been about enjoying it. But now it's time to get back to work. It is. What do you say to the team now to get them back into that mindset of let's get back into killer mode? You know, they can enjoy it tonight. You know, obviously they've been out of school all last week. You know, we'll get back in the routine of getting up and going to class and getting back into practice. But, you know, once we step out on that court tomorrow at 3 o'clock, it's go time. I know Herb was banged up uh, the other night as the team, but are you at full strength going to Texas? Yeah, you know, um, she's going to see the doctors, and right now she's on a day-to-day basis. But besides that, I, we're, we're full strength. We're full go. Coach, you know, some years you, you're sitting on pins and needles hoping to get in, but this year you knew going. Coming into this, you still had to wait. You know, you, you mentioned it, but what, what, is that feel, what was that feeling like for you? to see them get to just go crazy finally. You know, just, it was a nervous feeling, an excitement feeling, um, just overwhelmed with with joy. You know, I thought we'd end up playing Duke of Carolina, so when I saw Carolina's name go up there, I was like, ooh, don't throw us, throw us a, a, um, a funny ball here. But, um, you know, I'm just excited. You know, I, somebody asked me today, who did I want to play? I, I don't care. I don't care who we play. I, I'm just ready to play, ready to get back out on the court. Shaking a lot of hands and kiss babies. Yeah. <laughs> How cool was it to spend this night with Pirate Nation? As, not only tonight, yesterday at the baseball game, you know, Friday when we got back. I mean, I can't say enough um, about Pirate Nation and what they've meant to us this season. Um, you know, going back three or four weeks in our games when we started to get hot and people started talking about us, the support has been unbelievable. And, and we couldn't do it without you guys, you know. All along we've said we want to make Pirate Nation proud, and, and hopefully we're making you guys proud right now. You ready to run for mayor now? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so happy and I'm so proud to be the women's basketball coach here at ECU. You good, everybody good? Perfect. Thank you. Everybody good? Kim McNeil, we're good, Bailey. Thank you. Kim McNeil, last night, Town Bank Tower, after it was announced that East Carolina will be playing Texas in round one of the women's basketball tournament. All right, let's take a break. Come back. You're ready to wrap it up. Sam Darnold is no longer Chandler Honeycutt's problem. He's Rajay Harris's problem now. Sam Darnold I, will be a 49er. I got 99 problems, and Sam Darnold is no longer one of them. Hit me. Well, here's another interesting thing. Mike White, Mike White. is likely going to sign with the Dolphins to be Tua's backup, which may open up some room for one Aaron Rodgers to be a New York Jet. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I like... Uh, Mike White to Miami, if Tua does continue to have injuries. Mm-hmm. What does that Very mean? capable backup. What What does that mean for my good old buddy Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater? He'll land Teddy somewhere. He'll be yeah. like in Washington. He's he'll be, be a journeyman. He'll be somewhere. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Wrap it up after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The stock market was a mixed bag today. The Dow dropped 90 points, finished out at 31,000. 
819. The S&P was down 5 at 3,855, and the NASDAQ was up 49 points at 11,188. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors uh, today at 756-6900 in Greenville Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Clip. I. We had a huge show Tuesday because we'll talk about the bees, baseball and brackets, but also football, a little spring football talk as well. We'll bring that to you. More Kim McNeil. Man, Tuesday's going to be packed. We got Coach Mac McCarthy to break down the tournament. David Glenn, also Mully and Brandon Manning talking pirate baseball. Bryce Williams as well with some hijinks and whatever you have on your mind. So, big show coming up. Join us Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Thanks to the guys uh, on the Players' Lounge today presented by Delcor. Had a fun Monday show. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, I'm Clip Rock. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.